How are you doing, Sausage? Excellent, Kyle. How are you? Fucking fantastic. It's been Good. a minute. Happy Easter. Oh, it's Can Easter. You even say that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I ain't <laughs> trying to hide nothing from nobody, damn it. Good. Except for the well, except for those bodies under this basement. But, but we we don't have to we don't have to talk about that. Unless oh, you shit. want to. Did I? That that slipped up. <laughs> Fuck. Oh well. I didn't, What's I you didn't into, brother? It. You're in Vegas still. That's not I'm not mistaken there, right? You are mistaken. I am actually up in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's actually where you started. Am I wrong? You are wrong. It started. Dude, no. Started where did west. you start? I, I know. Well, started tattooing um, where you started out because I remember you ended up in Alaska. No. Correct. So, okay. yeah, I, I, uh, I've got one thing right so far about my friend sausage. But that's Ooh. OK. That's, we'll, we'll get we'll we'll iron all of this shit out. So, right well, where do we start out? Where where'd you, where were you born? So born and raised in Seattle, Washington. OK, lived there, lived there for a long time and then ended up in Anchorage, Alaska. That's and such a long drive. What is that? Seven hours or something, maybe? Yeah, it's it's almost uh, almost seven hours. It kind of depends on if it's winter or if it's summer. Are you really serious? I thought it was like 24 hours, even from Seattle up to Alaska. No, 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 no. It's it's a uh, it's it's a little bit longer than seven hours. So flew up there, uh, was a T-shirt artist for the longest time. And uh, when I was up in Alaska, I was doing some uh, T-shirt designs for a company that basically did um, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, travelers, visitors kind of T-shirts. And uh, one Welcome day, I to had Alaska, guy, or right. you know, I, my 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 grandmother went to Alaska. All I got was this lousy T-shirt, that kind of stuff. Huh? A lot of that, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> was but, it boring? Uh, was it? Did it? Was it mind-numbingly boring, or did you find passion? Did you find pleasure? In it? Well, I I had done it for about eleven years, in so right out of high school, that kind of thing, and uh, yeah. I I enjoyed what I did because it was artwork. I was getting paid to be an artist, kind of thing. And uh, with my father wanting me to be a um, auto mechanic, he didn't think that I could make any money doing artwork. And so I, was he thinking that you were predisposed to be an auto mechanic? I, I don't get that vibe from you so much. Well, he because he, he, he just kind of felt because that's what he did that. That's okay. What I should do. So, right but uh, when I was up in Alaska, I was doing t-shirt designs. Uh, I had a guy walk in, uh, Larry Allen from Anchorage Tattoo Studios. And uh, he saw what I was doing, offered me to come down and visit him at the tattoo shop that he owned. And uh, yeah. I one day took him up on it. Did you have any tattoos at the time? No, none. I was 29. 29, no tattoos. 29, no tattoos. And not tattooing. And, and now you found such good success. And well, you obviously have some talent. Then, huh? You've already well, found success inside of this field. Yeah, I, I, but I think that as a, as a child, I think that that's what I was always trying to do is just try to be the top of my game kind of thing. And so for me to uh, get into anything, whether it's, you know, mowing a lawn or, you know, drawing a picture or whatever, I was always trying to be that standout. Well, hold up for real. Like, yes. I, are you you now have to send me pictures of your mowed lawn so that I can I can tell you if <laughs> <laughs> like that is not saturated properly, man. <laughs> I would are you going for the cross cut thing? Because I'm not seeing it. That's sorry. the MLB got their ideas for cutting great designs in their fields because of me from you. OK, yeah. I'll tell OK, right on. Great job, MLB. 
you yeah. copy the best. Thanks, you turds. <laughs> Did they no, ever send no, you any royalties? Any kind none. of none? No they even, royalties. They even drop your name occasionally. Like actually, sausage is influential. Yeah. One. Yeah. They don't not, even, not even do a that. Christmas card. Not even a Christmas card. Oh my God. They could invite you to some inductions or something. Let you throw a it. ball. I would Come love on. it. What's the up, Mariners? MLB? How would yeah. you how do you think you would fare it throwing the Bob seen some bad ones? We saw a Fauci. You <laughs> know what? The, how would you fare? Yeah. I I would practice my ass off to make sure at least I threw a strike. I would get the ball to the mound, dug on it. Okay. Right on. You're like even to throw a strike. Yeah, yes. I guess that would mean because of your the attitude uh, yes. that you have for competition, you get out there, you're going to try and impress the pitcher, right? Doggone right. They're, you're going to try and get a walk on. They're going to. Yes, exactly. I w- <laughs> not only would I cut a great design in the middle of the field, but damn right. it, I'm going to throw a strike. And the manager is going to come up to you like the guy from the tattoo studio <laughs> did while you're working. And he's going to be like, you're selling yourself short, kid. Millions <laughs> of dollars in the MLB. <laughs> But I would have to turn it down for my love of tattooing. Do you love it that much? Yes. No. Kind of. Sort of. Yes. It's got its good days. It has its days. It's the way I feel a lot. So that's why I ask. And not that I I mean, you never really fall out of love with it. Right. But sometimes it's trying. It's very trying, but not not necessarily for. it's, It's not really trying because of what I do. It's. I think a lot of it is environment. I think a lot of it is clients. I think a lot of it is just uh, repetition. You know, there, there's definitely some stuff about tattooing where you're just like, damn. But I think when you first get into tattooing, it's the most exciting thing that, that you can do. It's, it's, it's awesome. Better than skydiving? I haven't been skydiving, so I couldn't compare it. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know that I can disagree. I just like to play devil's advocate. And I'm trying yeah. to think, was there anything more exciting for me than getting into tattooing? And you're, I mean, honestly, no, I think I did. It, it was it was my driving passion every day. Yeah. You'd w- wake up and you'd make your money because you had to, but you would be thinking about how you were going to get a tattoo in the chair. Right. So you could learn. Right. But you actually started in a professional environment. Then this guy that brought you in, what was his name again? Larry Allen. He had, he had, it is, or had his own tattoo shop up in Anchorage, Alaska. He was the number one shop in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, tattooed a lot of the military from the military base. Uh, and uh, he, um, was, he, he, he was very old school. And uh, so. Uh, Does that mean hardened? Does that mean grizzled? Yeah, he, 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 you didn't mess with them because, and, and I'll tell you this, like when I first got my apprenticeship, when I, when I was accepted and this was going to be my new career, um, he told me that if I decided to go anywhere else, that he would break my legs. Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, so no, yeah, but... <laughs> that, so that was him. That, that was him. And, and, I, and, and he didn't go I after your hands, huh? No, no, not hands. Because if you broke my legs, at least I feel uh. that he could bring me back and I could still work. That's what that was his opinion. It was that like, I you, think, after I break your legs, you'll come back and work for me. Maybe that's how I took it. I just, I just <laughs> basically took it as I wasn't going to fuck with them. <laughs> well, these, these East guy, coast guys, these old timers, um, Bowery Stan, uh, Stan Mount, Malkovich, um, and Marvin. I always fuck up their last name. Malkovich. It isn't Malkovich. 
Moskowitz. Moskowitz. Um, but Mos- yes, Bowery Stan and his brother Marvin. I guess Bowery Marvin. But they were famous uh, for tattooing ball peen hammers because an East Coast tradition of the time is when you screwed over your the person who taught you, they would break your hands with a ball peen hammer. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just surprised that the West Coast, obviously, they're like, ah, oh, nah, <laughs> we're a little more forgiving. <laughs> it, it could be. <laughs> maybe, maybe because somewhere, some, some way or somehow, you know, the money was going to be got, you know, kind of thing. I think, you know, you get trained and they want to make sure that there's a return on their investment. ROI. Yes. And respect, yeah. I imagine. I, uh, oh, I, I yeah. went through it. Have you taught anybody how to tattoo? Um, I've taught a few people to tattoo. Um, Did you but, uh, threaten to break their legs? No, no. You know, it's, I, <laughs> I think what I was tattooing was uh, soft billowy clouds or something like that because uh, I didn't really give a crap what they did <laughs> afterwards because it. I think tattooing has really changed from when I was into the into the scene versus like what what's happening now. And, and not such. I mean, are you? Well, I guess maybe you're 45. Are you even 45? No, I'm 50. I'll be 52 this year. Oh, good lord! Okay, right yes. on. You're old as shit, bro. Never mind. I'm, I am super old. <laughs> Nobody I, knows you, this. You look very. You look far younger. So I Thanks. was thinking when you said you got in it at almost 30, 29, I think you said. Right. I'm thinking, oh, so I must have met him, and he'd only been tattooing for like five or ten years. But I yeah. forget. Long you must use Grecian formula. I. Uh, it's I that might, bald uh, head that takes the years off. I think that's what it is. You don't see as much gray. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does make some sense, too. Now, you started out competitive. You, you, so how did that translate to Ink Master then? I'm guessing you got to Ink Master and wanted to be the best. Of course. I, I, it, but I think that's everybody. I don't think anybody wants to go on the show mm-hmm. and uh, kind of be mediocre. Well, no. Not be the yeah, I guess not, but but I mean, like, so you were driven to the competition parts of it too. I feel like that we saw it. You were you would be like first on set. I feel like you were first in line a lot of times. Yeah, you were like ready to get down there and go. You'd yep. already said your prayers, ate your Wheaties. You're yep. ready to go down and had to take your. You took your vitamins and you're going to meet the Hulkamaniacs or something. I don't know, but you were you were always ready. So that yeah. that makes sense. I, I yeah. see that now, and. How did that then feel um, to have such a strong competitor like Scott to have to go against? Uh, or did you not feel he was strong? No, no, no. This is, I think that this is such a cool, this is a cool little story because I, I think like you look at Scott, who is like the alpha male of the competition and not to say that nobody else had that drive, but he was the prima donna. He was the one that everybody looked at he was the you know he walked around like this like hell wouldn't have it like he he really he was the epitome of what i feel the ink master you know wanted to have and so like you get somebody like yourself who is very driven you get scott marshall you get halo maddie hickson you know gentle j you know everybody in that house was was just so driven to be that that person but scott had that little extra and because I knew that Scott was going to be a competition thing, I, I saw you in the top. I saw Scott. Thank you. I, I did not. <laughs> well, 
Halo. And, and, for sure. and the, the reasons behind that, though, too, was because, you know, I feel that anybody that came back to the show, well, you're the second one, but, you know, Tattoo Baby right. coming back to the show, she ended up in the finale. You coming back There's to the like show. There's like a push. Right. Yeah, pu- almost, almost like if there's anything contrived, they're going to want to see this person here because right. they have a vested interest in them. And so right. the audience will want to tune in to see how that turned out. Exactly. And so seeing all this and seeing Scott, like I knew that that was the competition. So I felt that I had to bring myself to that level. And I'm not the type of person that I feel that if somebody's better than me, then I'm going to just raise my hands and say, screw it, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I do feel that that changes me and it causes me to drive harder, think outside the box. Evolve that, quicker. That kind of thing. Agree. Agree. Yeah. So knowing that you know, i feel like that's a um i feel like the judges mentioned that didn't they talk about your evolution of some sort too like you started kind of coming on stronger towards the end am i wrong not really towards the end well, i shouldn't say but you started to break out of the crowd kind of early and that yeah. was one of the things that they noticed they felt like your level was really stepping up like you turned it on right yeah i i, I well and going on to the competition what i didn't want to do is win in the beginning no (laughs) that was not your your desire oh the first days no my my first days i didn't want to win in the beginning because i really wanted to be middle of the crowd not knowing not saying that that's what i felt but i didn't want to be that person that all of a sudden had the targets and Mm -hmm. then have to spend the rest of the competition trying to (laughs) trying to stay up there you know it's like i was trying to figure out a way to ride this wave and then at the end, be really strong. And, you know, I really thought Scott was going to end up with a bigger target on his back from some of the things that he did in his choices. And uh, I was dismayed to see that so few people, you're an exception to that, but so few people wanted to challenge you. Yeah. And it seemed like everybody was just ready to accept, oh, the judges love this guy. So, yeah, I guess we're all just looking for second place. You were one of the few people who did. No, I, I really felt that there's a couple times that I would have wanted to go ahead to head with him in the Wolverine challenge. Um, the, the day that we had to team up um, and do um, it was the top six at that time. And so, you know, I was hoping that that Scott Marshall and I could team up and then we could I could learn more from him. kind of the halo thing. So like, if, you know, halo is just like I wanted I wanted to learn about my enemy. And, and, and what have you, I wanted to do the same thing. And so, unfortunately, I can't win a damn flash challenge. And so, because, <laughs> because I couldn't win a damn flash challenge, I couldn't give them a freaking hard skull. So, how important are the flash challenges? Well, I have won two in all of the times that I've been on Ink Master, and I've won both. So, I feel that the flash challenges are paramount integral okay yes because you have to if if for no other reason you have to give yourself the best chance to win yeah you know and and i feel that you can do that i feel that i've proved that and so where scott always shot himself in the foot is he would always have this this amazing you know gift and he would he wouldn't always win with them he would uh, if i'm not mistaken i think he only won one. Oh, really of the of the, yeah, of the out, many out of the times, times that he won flash challenge yeah, I think out of the six times, well, no, I, yeah, I want to say six times that he won, he he only won one. 
Which is a funny statement now that I think yeah. about it because six times he won, he only won one. Um, but I follow you because the six times yeah. he won any flash challenges, he was only able to actually successfully um, put a win in his column that one time. Right. I, yeah. And so I didn't. You're like a statistical genius on this. Is this are stats I, important to you? No, not not that they're, they're they're important, but I do because I've had so much time to think about this. I do feel yeah. like there's some people that there's a lot of people that are just like, well, you should have won. I don't understand how you didn't win. And so I would go back and kind of go and figure out like, okay, well, who had the most wins? Well, I had seven wins. Scott had six. You know, who had the most flash challenge wins? The flash challenge wins didn't really matter because that just gave you the ability to hand out a skull. Right. And so, you know. You had more was, wins than Scott did, though, too, when you were finishing. Yeah. Yeah. I, had so seven I wasn't aware of that six. either. Fucking I don't great think job. Many people were. <laughs> no, I don't know that the judges were. <laughs> I don't think they did either. Yeah. You, um, we just knew that Scott was mentioned all the time. And so I feel that that's always, uh, that always gave him an edge. Do you um, remember? I To me, it was a, a pivotal. Like, I was like, wow. I, I woke up in a weird spot suddenly. It felt like the day that they mentioned, um, was it we were doing the underwater scene? And I honestly okay. thought they were about to talk about you. <laughs> and they mentioned, we are giving out the critique to the, we are giving the best critique we have ever given in Ink Master history. Do you recall that? I don't, but I'm, I'm here listening. The next thing they did, and I'm, I thought they were going to be talking about the tattoo you did on our friend uh, who does the, he, he does a podcast about tattoos, the tale of the tattoo or something. Remember okay. you did the, the, um, the diver. Wrapped yep, up like a, in an octopus. Right. And uh, we were like, we're kind of, I don't know, we're scratching our heads a bit, wondering what the best tattoo is. <laughs> it's best in Ink Master history, you know? And then, <laughs> right. then they were like, it's, it's Scott's. <sighs> and I, I, I was, <laughs> it, it struck me as odd. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> it How wasn't did, my choice either. Okay. Well, obviously, you probably thought your your own. Did you see others that were competing against you that you thought could have been talked about besides yours? Like like that, you know, that could have been. Were you like looking around like I was and thinking, well, who are they talking about? And not I, thinking it's Scott. You must have thought it was maybe Maddie's or. Well, Maddie's had a Maddie had a nice one. Uh, I really really enjoyed him, and and Maddie and I were drawing that day, and we were drawing across from each other, and. Uh, I really thought at some at that at that point that that Maddie and I were going to be kind of friends because of all of the banter that we we had as we were drawing. Oh but, yeah, you uh, guys kind of uh, turned into nemesis of some sort. He has a tattoo yes, from you. He does. Hey, how do you feel? I know you're competitive. How do you feel about being on my podcast before him, dude? Oh, am I really? That's <laughs> yes. awesome. Yes. Yes. That's uh, awesome. You're welcome. No, <laughs> Not Maddie, that, that was, a was kid. He, he's like a fantastic kid. Yes. Outside of the competition, Maddie is fucking amazing. But my issue with Maddie is that he, I just I feel that he follows the wrong people. I, that's that's my my complete <laughs> utter positive. Follows the advice of of the wrong people, or yeah, I, I just think that I think he kind of gets in in line with other. But he would tell you, I feel that he would kind of tell you that I'm wrong because of where he's ended up in the competition. You know, he right. follows Scott, he ends up in the top three. He follows uh, Christian, he ends up, 
you know, further in the competition than I was. And so he'd probably say that I was full of shit, but I just, I follow as much as I love that kid. I do feel that there's times where he is so damn strong. Mm. If, if he would just kind of do what he does best instead of trying to play the game so much, I do feel that he'd even go further. He he just, he's a fantastic guy. I I love the shit out of him, even though all of the stuff that we've went through in the competitions, I wasn't too fond of, but, did you but, tattoo you know. him? You did tattoo him, didn't you? I did. I did he had to get him it. season seven. Yeah, season seven. Yeah, and it was the sausage tattoo or something, right? Right. So, so the the team sausage tattoo. Did was, he cover it up, or do you not know? I can't wait to ask him. I um I don't know what he's done with it. I've heard a bunch of rumors. I don't think that he's covered it. I heard like the the one rumor that I heard stronger than others is that uh-huh. he was getting laser removal. Oh, I would have it say sucks at the end or something. Oh, dude, I would just keep it. I, if Maddie was to tattoo me, I would keep it as that badge. I lost. I, th- you know? I, I see that of some sorts, too, but it is probably. God bless him. It was relatively yes. foolish because it I, was a Twitter deciding. No offense about you. I'm sure you both turned in great tattoos. Right. But you, this was going to be Twitter's decision. And that's a dangerous, dangerous. Certainly when you have a nice guy like yourself, man, people love you. Yeah, you know I, this. <laughs> yes, well, because I, I knew I what I was hoping for the Twitter with me going out and actually grinding it out almost nightly, talking to all my fans. I really wanted I really wanted the consolation prize, if, if anything else. <laughs> I couldn't get the freaking top. I wanted the five grand. And, and so oh, there was five grand coming with it, too, huh? I thought so, because that's what Joey Hamilton won. On, on season three. Did you not get this, uh, the money? You were not compensated then for that win? No. So what they did is they decided to turn the the votes at the last minute. They decided to turn the votes into an advantage into getting into second place. Who cares Which about it, that? Was, Why can't pay, hmm? second place pay out? Well, then second place should pay out. <laughs> well, I, I really wish it would. Because then at least I would have some money. I haven't won any money from this competition. So now you have gotten crazy amounts of publicity from it, though. No, agreed. And, and there's mo- there's money in that, but I mean, and it's not all about that either. I think that I I really wanted that title. I I really did, and I think that that's why I went through what I did. And you wanted to earn it. You didn't want to just do what I do and just say I'm an ink master. <laughs> i even say do? people i'm the ink master at time i don't give a, yeah yeah i'm salty think, enough about it sure that's, <laughs> if somebody that's wants awesome. to be like yeah didn't you win i'll be like fuck yeah i did <laughs> that's so Damn good straight. what season were you on what the one i won i was yeah, on a lot i just I start confusing them then yeah i was on a lot which one are you talking about well the one you won on yeah it was a great season then i kind of just you know what i mean a little obfuscation you play that's it like you're good. directing a bull in a, in a fight <laughs> no no i i always play it straight i always i always you know there's a lot of people that feel that i should have won and I, I i always thank them and and tell them that i wish i would have but you know i just don't think it was in the cards that night i just the, the money the money to me was was kind of secondhand i just i felt that the title was more than the money well why do you have this competition what was it? did your parents put it into you a sense of competition know. like this? Do you have older brothers and sisters you competed I mean, with? I have one younger sister, and no, I, I think that it was just like, you know, karate as a young kid. There was ways of kind of getting awards. Uh, there was soccer. There's ways of getting awards. And I, you just kind of, I think you kind of find that 
if you raise yourself to this to this level to where mm-hmm. you can start bringing home awards, these accolades, that it gives, I don't know, I, I think it just kind of gives you a, um, a sense of accomplishment. You know? uh, yeah. And Fulfillment so, of like, like, I guess at one point, too, you're wondering, what is the purpose to be on the soccer field? And when you get the trophy, you're like, well, there it is. Well, there it is. Yeah. It's more than just Gatorade on the sidelines and, you know, getting and kicked pe- in with the cleats. So <laughs> or pizza after the or after the game. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everybody's excited about getting cleats to the shit. Well, you got you got pizza. We only got McDonald's. So um, I don't even know. No, I was on a <laughs> soccer team uh, and I it was my art teacher that ran it. And uh, mm. <laughs> awesome art teacher. That's what I can say. And a great wrestling coach. <laughs> nice. Um, so we just won't talk too much about the whole soccer thing. <laughs> we, were, we were so out of shape. You could literally see the lack of conditioning. He was a really nice guy. And we would get out there and, and just immediately just like your first couple of seconds, you're keeping up with everybody. And then all of our team, just all at the same time, starts to slow down and drag ass. And the other teams <laughs> just going around us like the flash. You know, I don't see you like that. I always kind of pictured you as this, this real tough muscle bound kid who would have probably led the said oh, no. soccer team to victory. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, no, nah, it wasn't that way. I wonder if I don't even think I was in wrestling. I was actually just a, a pothead cigarette smoker. I might've gone into wrestling and then come out of that. So my condition from wrestling was one thing, uh-huh. but also during practice, man, practice was so easy compared to those wrestling practices. It's just <laughs> like, what are we doing? I, and I didn't, I'm not complaining. Like, is there anybody that's like, uh, coach, I think we should probably run, you know, for another couple hours. Right. Right. <laughs> but whatever, who cares about why I suck at soccer? Because <laughs> if I was a Pele, can you imagine I wouldn't <laughs> right? be here talking to you now? You, you wouldn't. And, and if and you achieved that too, so you didn't want to go on after that, you were, you were good enough to get awards, but you didn't, you were like, this ain't my career. I like art. Unlike art. Right. Uh, art was always, Art was always my number one. It was always my number one. Was that always uh, your dad's fear then too? I don't know if it what if it, what it, his fear was. I just know what he wanted me to be, and I you right. know because because of my I got to figure kinda, it is. Well, my, everybody's that, scared of art, right? I don't know if it's that they're scared of art. I just don't think that at the time, you know, back in 1970, that they thought that I was going to pay the bills. Right. Well, know? that's why I mean by scared of art. They're scared that art's yeah. going to be like. Every only thing I knew about artists was they were starving. Right. That's it. That's like, what I knew growing up too. You would see the commercial starving artist sale. And you're like, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and they'd make it sound exciting. Like you're gonna go and get all this cheap art. You're just thinking about these poor starving artists out there. Right. They're in America. This isn't a third world country. <laughs> I mean, I want to show up with soup cans and shit. <laughs> right. Poor guys. Well, what was crazy is like if art was so starving, why was these, you know, works of art in, you know, the White House? Why were these works of arts in museums? Why were these works of arts that people sought out? Like they would travel the globe to go see these certain works of arts. Like if they were starving, like why was it then so paramount in like to be a human and, and seek this out? Like to me, there was a power in it. There was a power in artwork. What do you think the power is? It, it obviously draws people. Is that what do you I, what do you find the power? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I, I think it's just what, what is, what the uh, artwork invokes, like the, the, the feelings that you can, like you can sit down and look at a painting and me as a person, I can look at it and it, it would bring say joy, but somebody else it would bring sadness. And then somebody that didn't understand artwork would bring, bring confusion. That, that was the, the thing about artwork that was so awesome was that you could draw something and you can emote feelings you, there the, the, I felt that there was just a power in it it made me when I was drawing it made me feel good if there was yeah. something that I felt that I could accomplish so and, what emotion do you want to invoke generally with your artwork for the viewer for the viewer mm -hmm. um we like know with Scott was, it was blood and thunder he wanted you to think about oh. blood and thunder every time you looked at it right whatever <laughs> that even meant it just sounds like loud bubbling blood like are you talking about lightning brother <laughs> blood and thunder wow. i dude, i thought that that was going to be his tagline forever like you know scott marshall blood and thunder, blood and thunder. Uh, i thought <laughs> at one time he was going to open up his own shop and i thought that that's what he was going to name it was blood and you thunder. know i needed a hemorrhectomy at one time or hemorrhectomy at one time and before that's how i knew i needed one blood and thunder blood and thunder <laughs> A oh, that's gross, Kyle. Was yeah. that a hysterectomy? Is that what I call it? Hemorrhectomy? No, I don't know. for a lady. So okay, yes, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I didn't mean to say that. Hemorrhage. I don't know if I had. I have no idea what they did to me. <laughs> I, I know my bunghole was not the way it was supposed to be. And I met right. my doctor, and I always promised when I met this doctor. You know, you're gonna when you, when you're growing up around uh, forty, you start to hear about the finger doctor. Yep. You know, the pro or the proctologist also yep. is called, but I call him the finger doctor. You don't the fuck man with, with your giant hands. That's you. I always was going to shake his hand and then grasp <laughs> it with two hands and then feel that finger. You know, it's like a, that was my interview it was just like, I'm looking for long and slender. OK, right. <laughs> long enough to get the job done. You ain't got to go up to the hill. I don't want to feel any knuckles. Right. And uh, and by the time I actually end up having to do this, this doesn't cross my mind because we're all under COVID protocols. And when I'm looking at my doctor and then he, we're going over the procedure. We we've already, I've already gone past all this shit, right? All this right. imagined when I was going to check the fingers, never even thought to look at it because we never shake hands. And then he says to me, I say, well, so he can, what to expect? And he says, well, the thing is we've got to open it up big enough to work in there, you know? And I oh look at Mr. God. Sausage fingers over there for the <laughs> first time. Oh my, <laughs> oh my which actually mr sausage fingers let's talk about sausage so how long were you in the <laughs> porn industry uh right to get your nickname <laughs> or that's, was it that's just what everybody immediate? thinks everybody everybody well, thinks that that it's from porn yeah because you tell them right well no <laughs> if, if i was in porn it wouldn't be sausage um so the so the sausage nickname uh came from when i was in the t-shirt industry uh, in Seattle, I worked for a company called Seabell Sportswear, and the guy that worked there as my supervisor was uh, Mike Becker. When I moved to Alaska, Seabell Sportswear went under, but Mike Becker did, went on to create. Did you do funny. that? What's that? Is that your fault? You <laughs> no. left that company, and they were like, "Fuck, we can't make it without him. We can't, we can't swim without this guy." So, Sausage, no. What did you do to this? Okay, going, going back. No, they, Sorry. They so they they ended up folding, but Mike Becker went on to create Funko Pops, the the Funko brand. 
And I've, so I feel like I vaguely heard of this Funko. Yeah. That's not like Ron Popeil, though. Ronco. No, is what I'm thinking of. Way You're not saving my car doors or spraying spraying hair on my head with an aerosol can. Right. No, I would have I would have benefited from that. But no, that, that's, <laughs> that's not what they created. No, they're, they're like these little these little figures that are in uh, boxes and they create them out of they make them out of everybody. And so okay. Funko is Funko was this brand that he was creating. And uh, before he had created this brand, he would just walk around the shop for the people that worked under him and he would just give them nicknames. And so <laughs> I ended up becoming sausage. And so we were at a, a, like a mostly because of your name, Frank or not. I feel that that's what it was for. But, you know, there was corn dog, which was uh, Rob Schwartz. And then uh, Sean Wilkinson was this guy that was amazing. And he called him honey thief. And it was just because we would play this game and he would magically just, you know, grab this ball out of thin air. And so he always just called him Honey Thief. And so to this day, Corndog and Honey Thief are still working for him over at Funko. I don't well, it, actually. Like it, at one point when I was, uh, when I was, because uh, it was just like every single day I would keep hearing it. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just kind of done with this. I don't want to be called sausage. Just, just call me Walter, you know, that kind of thing. And then he was just like, all right, well, now you are now Velvet Chassis. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be Velvet Chassis. Sausage <laughs> is fine. Sausage is fine. <laughs> oh, that is golden. Yes. Velvet Chassis. Yeah, I'll stick Velvet with sausage Ch too. Oh yeah, my I would God. take it over Velvet Chassis any day. Velvet Chassis. It sounds like yeah. you should be doing a stripper uh, show. <laughs> but Ladies Velvet Chassis sounds like it's your Velvet drag Chassis. name. Yes. <laughs> is that your drag name? That's funny. probably that's, that's probably my drag name. Oh my god, you come out like divine or something. You got your hair all done up. Velvet chassis. What kind of song does Velvet Chassis dance to? Probably something from ABBA. <laughs> oh god. You're you're probably right. I was kind of hoping it would be something more um you know from older era, but it would be, wouldn't it? Velvet chassis would come out to yeah. fucking ABBA. Maybe it was dancing queen. Right. <laughs> uh, it had terrible. to be you or something like that. So I didn't know that one. I think the only Abba song I know is Mama Mia and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know it's not, it's completely off topic, but let's just say for a second. Pierce Brosnan, never sing again. Thank you. There you go. Right, up. <laughs> this official statement brought to you by the Kyle Dunbar show. Yes, the more you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. You, you almost you shouldn't barely even act. To be honest, I don't know what you did to 007, but you about killed that thing. However, <laughs> your attempt at singing—at least you know what it did. It made Meryl Streep shine. I mean, Meryl Streep always shines. <laughs> you know, I got that. It was a really crappy, crappy, crappy movie. But uh, it really it was it, it was able to showcase her as like, OK, well, I guess she can sing. I didn't know that about Meryl Streep. I didn't know Pierce that either. Brosnan, you cannot. No. Did you watch it? <laughs> I haven't seen it. No. <laughs> but, right, why are you but talking? Because, because you're, because you're mm -hmm. thinking so highly of it. I shall watch it. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you will be disappointed. I I Actually, honestly, I did stay for the plot development. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> because it starts out with the most preposterous idea and then as, as you imagine it in your head and all you start to realize all these timelines don't work out for someone to date like a disco king a punk rock guy and um and a hippie 
all at the same time that she wouldn't know which one of them fucked her the child into her her vagina to her womb there right <laughs> like that's it's a kind of a dirty premise when you think of so it keeps you like okay i'll stay we're all accepting all this right. this is just these are our heroes okay, i gotta cool. know I'm i gotta with know it. and then as you get to it then you're just like no no this doesn't <laughs> fucking work you don't that she did not fuck sid vicious it is kind of like the idea and then at the same time john travolta you know what oh i mean my it wasn't goodness. anyways moving on <laughs> I like musicals. Can you tell? Yes, I would love it if you just became the new Siskel and Ebert and just started just talking to your. Well, uh, buddy, I need an Ebert there. Hey, I, I could possibly be a sidekick. <laughs> you got a thumb up? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have a thumb up. I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> oh, damn. So if you're not, a, but if, if you got thumbs, I guess that's who I'm looking for. That's all, all I right. need. You maybe don't even up. need a mouth. Pretty much. No. You know me. I can, I can just talk. So. <laughs> It would basically Getting back it would to the, it, would, it would be the Kyle Dunbar and Friends show, <laughs> and silent, silent partner show. Yeah, you, <laughs> you just mean, shut up. I'm going to talk about this movie. That's what me and Candy pretty much already do. And I'm actually getting complaints. Some people are thinking that I beat my wife or something into a quiet background. Like, let her shine a bit. Goddamn, Kyle. You just hog all the. But the truth of the matter is my wife, it just to edify my viewing audience, my wife does not want to be on. <laughs> she says, go. if it ever gets so far that we would be to a place where we would try to figure out all the hassles of video then she will be my laughing Robin Givens in the background. There you she go. promises me that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I do. We really need a laugh track. You know, that is the worst part <laughs> about the show is its absence of friends laugh track. I should just play a friends episode. There you go. Have you ever watched a friends episode without the laugh track? No. It is I bet it's weird. It's so not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that there's these, like long pauses where the laugh track would typically play that you're waiting for that joke to just kind of. Yeah. Like, and then you're like, it's not a joke, huh? Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, and and then on. at one point, too, you're like, oh, the fucking friends viewing audience must be a bunch of goddamn sheep just led around like, you know, seals or what by the circus master. And then you're like, am I a, am I a sheep? I feel like I laughed at some of this shit when I watched it in passing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> oh well. They figured our brain out. Right. Like getting back to sausage. Sorry for my ham moment. Um <laughs> you go on. This is your show. You do whatever the hell you want to. Well, I want to get back to sausage. I want to get over the ham and back to the sausage. There you I'm go. Skip right over the gravy and the fucking there mashed taters. And we're just, just moving right into so that right in. Anchorage, Alaska finds you to be coal. I got to figure, and you eventually want to leave. Is what made you want to leave? Where'd you go? Uh, so I I left with a friend of mine up in uh, Alaska, and we were going to seek greener pastures. He had family down in Phoenix, and so uh, I moved uh, all my stuff up <laughs> uh, Anchorage. Drove That's all extreme. The way Arizona, mm -hmm. yeah. Drove all the way down to Phoenix, Arizona, and then we were supposed to uh, start a company. And the problem with uh, starting a company in in uh, Arizona was that uh, he just couldn't find any place that wasn't an industrial district. He, he, he really okay. wanted to be downtown in the middle of all of it and have that kind of deal. But because of uh, zoning and because of politics at the time and all that kind of stuff, he just couldn't get what he wanted. And so Adult regulated, regulated establishment probably couldn't be around there, huh? 
Yeah, it, because we were still in the time before all of the TV shows, and so yeah, they thought we were doing um, alcohol rubs. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they told me. Actually, when I came, they they wanted me not to open my shop in the town that I opened it in, and they, they I had to go through a long legal battle, and uh, it, it they were extremely worried about my wiping the skin with rubbing alcohol. Weird. Which would make it officially an alcohol rub and open the door for alcohol massages, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? I can use other <laughs> shit. Right. You know, I'm pretty dirty, really, man. I don't even use rubbing alcohol. I just said that. So you guys thought that I was clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Wait till you uh, hear that it puts speed stick on the skin. <laughs> it puts the speed stick on the skin. <laughs> um, so you couldn't get that. So you ended up still going there did you open a shop or you just had to find work yeah i just had so, to find work let me say this i figured that the reason that you went to arizona was actually because if you were in like nevada you figured that that guy would come down and break your legs too close no no i actually had an opportunity <laughs> at one point to go back up there but i just decided against it there's there was just nothing there you know right. i i didn't have family there didn't have like there was just nothing there and so leaving uh, Arizona or leaving Alaska to go to Arizona. And I don't, I dude, I burn like hell wouldn't have it. I can go out in the sun and I'll just get okay. completely lobster red. And so and me moving to a desert made absolutely no sense. What happens then you, you kind of become acclimated to the cold weather and then right. you go down to the oven that is Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. I mean, it's a and- fucking oven. It's an oven. No, it's dude. It's I would spend most of my time indoors like that. That and that sucked to me. Like I just didn't want it. So but I just I ended up getting a getting a job and then uh, working at at tattooing and working really well. And but the funny thing is that because I had only been tattooing a couple of years up in Alaska, by the time I made it down to Arizona, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue on to uh, tattooing. Uh, I thought I might get okay. back into the, the t-shirt business. And uh, so I run in your own business. You were now thinking, or, or you weren't thinking about going back and just drawing designs for an hourly wage. Or anything. Yeah. At that time I was, because I wasn't sure if I could make it into a tattoo shop because the only other shop I'd worked at was the one oh. that I. Right. Doesn't you know, come with any, uh, it, it can be hard to get in. A lot of times people have full boats or they just hate you. Right. you sometimes you don't get hired because you're too good. Well, and I don't know if it was, I, I definitely don't feel it was that because I was very new into the industry. I just didn't feel that I would get a shot because of lack of experience. You know, a lot of places mm-hmm. when, if you've only been working for two years, they don't want to hire you. A lot of, well, yeah, if you tell like, them that, well, Jesus, well, let me give you some lessons. Have, bro. Have, I, have I not told you how awesome or how, uh, uh, how- how you yeah. operate you're an honest well, yeah. motherfucker i'm an honest guy i'm an honest guy so, i'm like, sorry I'm, yeah, apologies. I'm so, it's my fault it's it's it's, it's a it's a hard point of my life. It just. <laughs> I remember the day that I was like, wait a second. No, I really I... have been tattooing for five years. Look at that. <laughs> There's a celebration within a celebration. Yeah, I'm finally honest. I found right away that if you told anybody anything less than five years, they just didn't trust you and you didn't have a chance to do anything. on them. So, you know, yeah, uh, real quick, when people would ask, I was I'm sorry. I just lied to motherfuckers. It's like, nah, I've been yeah. doing it five years. Yeah, I've been tattooing <laughs> for 30 years. How old are you? Twenty nine. 
<laughs> started in the womb, you know, man. I'm just talented like that. Some people are born with it. Okay. I, just, I just came out with it. So. <laughs> but, you, yeah, yeah, I'm I just, just hiding my age, actually, is what it is. You don't ever ask any of the tattoo artists <laughs> real age. You know how young my girlfriend is? Jeez. Yeah, right. Anyway, so you get hired at a shop. What was the name yeah. of the shop? Who hires you? It's in Club Phoenix, tattoo. right? Yeah, it was Club. Club Tattoo, yeah, down there. So you don't think you're going to get hired. You're looking at going into T-shirts and Club Tattoo hires you, which yeah. I don't know if everybody knows, but Club Tattoo is actually, and then especially, right? That was a big name. It was a huge name at the time, yeah. Okay. Wow. There, it, was, it was their advertisement. A lot of a lot of stickers on cars and stuff like that. There was It was a really big company at the time. And so. Um, right. They worked at I it. Just, yeah, and, and and he did a good job, but he was. I always feel that he surrounded himself with really good artists, which always kind of took him to the next level. So he's not a he's not a tattoo artist himself, no. or he is. Okay, no, he's so a, he's got complete time for managerial and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, he's a piercer on the. He's he's a piercer, and then he would he would just run a tattoo shop too. So just, just easy, easy. So Super where simple. you're in Salt Lake City now? Are you? Are you working yeah. at, um, what's the name of your shop? Revolt Tattoos. So still okay. with Joey. Right on. Yeah. Still with I, was, I guess I was dancing around that a little bit. I didn't want to expose some rift <laughs> or something like that between my two friends. You no, know, I'd be no. like, ah, oh, fuck, man. It went bad, huh? So no, you guys no, expanded. Super good. Yeah, super good. Yeah, fourth location up here in Salt Lake City. Fourth. So fourth location. We're opening our fifth location. Oh, congrats. In a couple months down in Houston, uh, Texas. Exciting. Right, who's who's running that one? Uh, that will be Elijah. He worked with us up at our uh, Tahoe location. Uh, I think I know Elijah. Do I yeah. know Elijah? He's down there around Houston. Likes to play football. He's an athletic kid. He's an athletic kid. I don't know how much football he's playing, but in his, uh, with him opening up a shop, I'm sure he doesn't have any time to do that either. So really talented. Um, he's he's shorter kid. He yep. uh, sometimes uses a handlebar mustache. Yeah, I should, I should so, know his last name. I love this kid. I know. I, I don't know his last name, though. What's his last name? I just know him as Elijah. Way to go. I <laughs> Me know. too, then. Shows, <laughs> and so do our viewing audience. That's who we yeah. know him as. Not, so not, if you want to know about more about Elijah, just check him out. He does yeah, beautiful, beautiful work. And yeah. he's always thinking outside. He's purposely trying. He, he'd been pushing it for a long time like that outside of the box. And Which is always why we on the to- fringe. Yeah, we wanted to give him a shot, and so with him having so many friends and families down in uh, down in Houston, Houston area, mm-hmm. yeah, we we decided that that's where we were going to go next. So, man, I'm excited about that. I am too. That's really cool. Yeah. So, who's the shop it, or you should come down and work at it. Oh, you know, traveling's just so hard you know, for me. I don't. Like I know to leave right? the house. <laughs> yeah no we will absolutely that's the only reason i'm giving you compliments and setting that whole thing up i give a fuck. right here you go <laughs> oh candy Your just slid this door. to me elijah god damn it you know that's why i forget his name because harper is gwen is is that right new so. it's like n-g-u-y-e-n nguyen nguyen Okay. Yeah, like you couldn't make it your Instagram name because you're never like if you pronounce it, you'll, oh yeah, it's Elijah Nguyen. <laughs> They're like, I'll never find you. Right. Like I never N-G-U-I. Right. It's Guyan. Is it? I don't know. Nguyen. Uh, I, I would just rather just call him Yeah, I would rather just call him Elijah. Uh, who is it? Xavier. Yo, you're Xavier. Yeah, my, my Xavier. Like if that guy decided that he wanted to take up, you know, like tuna fishing 
in the south in in the sunny side of the sea or something. Oh, he's gonna get his that purple halo. Yeah, that purple halo is the only thing. That's <laughs> That'd be awesome. I right? saw Scott's tattoo, and I guess I'm a bit of a dick from that day, and yeah. it disappeared. No, did it really? Mm, every bit of the face. That. Yeah, every bit of the face is gone. No shit. It looked, it looked as though it were overworked, and I wanted to blame the the client. My first, uh-huh. my you know, I usually give the artist a little bit more leeway than maybe I should even sometimes. But I always like to because you don't want to be that dick who starts calling out the problems in somebody's tattoo when you know you had a customer that had a bad heel or didn't do shit right. Sure. But this customer gets work done by Sarah Miller, and has. Work done by Sarah Miller on the opposite leg, exactly in that spot that yeah. healed beautiful, pristine, and gorgeous. Wow. So it, it could have been something, though, in the process of being on the show, too, the way they treat the canvases after they got tattooed, you know? Sure. Sure. I imagine, because wasn't that on the back of his leg or was it on his thigh? It was on his thigh. Oh man, he had something beautiful on the back of his leg. So it was never mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's no no excuses. Um, I'll shut up. <laughs> Don't no, speak was, ill of the. Mm-hmm, go on. Yeah, it, it was it was a cool tattoo that he had done, but it was the it. best for the day. Damn it! But it wasn't it was, a portrait. I was kind of. It wasn't mad. a portrait. It, I really thought yours was taking it. Um, I well, but did, I thought it was between Halo and I. Honestly, Halo. Oh God, I forgot all about that. Actually, I thought there was. I thought the competition that day was for second place. You I don't know. The, the competition was for second place for anybody. Oh, I don't know yeah. how anybody got above like that piece that Halo did and the choices that he made. Of course. Perfect. You yeah. know, you're like, like that girl was porcelain skin. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. That's how I would have tried to do it and fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they even complimented his choices. I, what did they even not like about that? I can't. Well, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. The only thing I could think of is that he flipped the image and that that might have got went against him. But who, who cares? <laughs> I mean, this is an actress p- to portray in a comic role. Do, yeah. Is it because they say, oh, no, the white streak is I was parted on this side? You know, it could, girls it could change their fucking hair. Goddamn. Right. Oh, man. That, that's oh, that, that I could think of, though. But I really felt that out of everybody's, I really yeah. liked his a lot. And then how because, about I pre- mm-hmm. go on? Because it looked, it looked like the portrait, you know. Yes, it, it, it was really really nice. And then I felt that mine looked like Patrick Stewart, and yes. then Kyle Dunbar's looked like a comic book drawing. Fucking hairy of- ass piece of fucking. Oh, I hated it. Let's not talk. <laughs> you hated you hated <laughs> Scott Marshall's. Oh, you oh, oh, his no, yours. no, the Kyle Dunbar one, man. It Kyle was like uh, what, what was I not to like have... about a hairy blob? Oh man. <laughs> I, I i'll tell you that's the one when i was looking at all the pictures i didn't want that one either no it was oh. gonna be rough you got the with the with the hair gone you're I, I didn't think about it but after i got done i i was angered at you to some extent not because of you but because of the draw that you got because i'm thinking i wouldn't have had to do any fucking hair right <laughs> he, he doesn't even have a fucking mustache not a mustache <laughs> all skin tones Right. Like the beast could have at least combed it. Right. You know, <laughs> put, put a nice part on the side. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Moving on. I, I, I thought the, um, I want to propose this, I guess. 
Do you think that Halos didn't win because it wasn't Wolverine? Yes. That actress wasn't showing up later to see what we had done. But Hugh Jackman was. Well, I think that they knew that Hugh Jackman was showing up eventually. Of course. uh, And then, yeah. So. That, that's why I think that there was two Hugh Jackman portraits because they were thinking like, well, if one of them fucks it up, then at least we've got a winner. Right. You know, but, but then aren't they also thinking at least the winner will be the Hugh Jackman. The right. And the Wolverine, which right. throws and not that um, I guess I'm excited to do this, actually. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into our ideas right away that this thing is not contrived. You know? I I don't know. I, I know I've, I've heard you before talking about how like the competition might like they have a winner selected. And so they're going to go hell or high water that this is what's going to be. But I just I don't. Well, yeah, because I, I was always that, like that on there and you didn't. You, we, we actually butted heads about uh, the ideas of a conspiracy on that. I think so. Yeah. At some point. Mm-hmm. Because I was just I was thinking, like, why would you bring all these people together just to celebrate one person? I, I don't know. It's, right. it's weird. It's weird because I, I do feel that if they're going to go through all the hassle of bringing Kyle Dunbar back to the competition, why would they then try to make it to be where you're going to get screwed over? Well, I don't think they were making it to where I was screwed. And I don't know what I thought of it at the time, I guess. In, in retrospect, I still imagine that they, uh, that they had an idea to persecute me in some sense. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not at this point. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say above and beyond what anybody else got, but I am to say, and I think you noticed it, Scott did not get the persecution to any of the rest of us got in the same fashion. Did you feel that as well? No, I, I agree with that. I agree that there was several times that he would go downstairs or that he would go into the competition and his name seemed like it was always uttered. But if you think about it, the, you know, Halos, Maddie, uh, Scott and I, we, it was the only season still is the only season where the top four finishers won every single challenge. And so okay. I, do, I do feel that, um, there was a huge wedge between the, you know, the, the people that were doing good and the people that weren't doing good, you know? And I do feel that like, if you look at the, the show too, how many double eliminations did they go through? I mean, shit, we were, it was to the point where they had kept on having to bring, General J back just because they had to get a quota for the next episode, you know, kind of thing. And so oh, enough co- contestants, enough contestants to kind of go. Cause if, if General J would have went the day before, then we wouldn't have had the, the team up of the okay. six artists to do the, the team up thing. And so, Oh, right. My disqualification probably put a little bit of, a, um, you made a, me work by chink. myself. You turd. Oh, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I apologize <laughs> for that. You know, I'm, I'm sorry for not understanding a lot, actually when I was there and I, I felt my first season as though I didn't want this to be rigged fake in any way. And I'm not sure. making a claim of this complete rig. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like, it's like a wrestling match where we exactly know who's going to walk away with the belt, but I do believe that there was the, any rigging, if it were to be called was in the desire to make an interesting product for ink master and i see i see where you're going with that and i do agree to that uh to a point but i do feel that there's underdog stories that 
are just as compelling as oh, yeah. uh, as a favorite is. You know. Well, now if it is, then how do I create an underdog story? I don't as, know. Uh, I feel, and I was feeling at the time, and I still feel this way. A, a great, and maybe it's just um, a sour grapes kind of thing. But it has to be that. I'm not trying to take away my ego out of this because I know that's an active thing in me. But <laughs> um, so I feel as though the story was to persecute me to some extent, to have the person that I had a disagreement with the uh, season prior. Um, do that persecution and and then that is the road or you know the the path that we take our viewers on that keeps them engaged because they're tuning in to see how hard Kyle's having to struggle if I make it on stage then there's this you know and honestly it could I think it could have gone any way possible but uh, I don't think I was prepared I'm not in the category of tattoo artists that halo and by him getting beat by Sausage, you, by Maddie, and by um, Scott, that also tells me I'm not in your guys' category, too, you know? And so from that, I don't think that I could have gotten on stage and won. But I think that that might have been a drive for the storyline that would be interesting to uh, so that people tune in every day to see, you know, how, how new news is treating kid and if it's fair or not, in yeah. their opinion. But, you know, the, the, the one thing that I do have to say is that I, I don't what, what a lot of people don't understand is how long the critique is. Yeah, uh, yes. The critique itself is not a minute, you know, 30 seconds of we hate it or we love it. It is literally 30 to 45 minutes of just hammer nails or ass licking. It, like it, it really is. And so to to hear Nunez hammer away at you and just bring everything he could at you. I am really not surprised as to the road that it led down for you. Like I, I just like, there was times where it's like, you would just kind of come upstairs and you're like, well, it's another day of the judges just being assholes. And I'm just like, Oh, good Lord, here we go. And then mm -hmm. there's other times where it's like, I would be down there listening to the shit that he would spew often bringing personal attacks and I just, I didn't care for it. I didn't think that that was needed because the one thing that, that Nunez doesn't realize is that not everybody needs that finger in the chest to, right. to, to grow. There's some people that really would like a compliment. There's, there's people that do better with compliments and then there's other people that need an ass or a boot to the ass. But Well, I'm going to argue that it's probably almost a hundred percent of people that do better with compliments i may be wrong i haven't found it different myself and and i felt that then and i felt when his excuse came out of um you know kyle you do better with adversity and that's why i'm so hard on you at some point i did struck me that. really weird yeah honestly it, that was that. that was a real turning point for my understanding of 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 everything and it felt at that moment like all the imaginations that other contestants, you know, I've been, this is my second, you know, uh, had been on before and I was going way conspiracy. You, you, you pointed that out and you weren't wrong at all, but mm -hmm. that was because of how I was feeling, of course. And there were those elements involved. Mm -hmm. I imagine maybe this conspiracy was more devious, you know, and I didn't understand its purpose. Um, but on the day that he went ahead and said, you know, we put our finger in your chest. I'm like, is that why 
on geometry day, you didn't name three people, you know, like I felt like I could have gotten a little bit of accolade on geometry day. I thought, I thought no shit. I thought that you really had a shot at winning that one. And it was just because of that ridiculous line. It was a nice circle. It wasn't It was a fucking beautiful circle. Like, but you know, like going into the competition too, it's like, I do feel that there's times where I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything today. And then I would be praised. And then there's other times where I'm like, I did a really fantastic job. I thought outside of the box and then I wouldn't get any mention. And so I could never read the judges. And so I always felt in myself that what what I'm going to do is I'm just going to try to put out a good product and then we'll see where it goes. You know, Halo and I had a conversation at one point where he was like, look, I'm out of here. I'm going to leave. And I'm and I'm and I sat there uh, and talked. He was to him. ready to pack it in. You mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he I was, didn't know he that. Like, I'm, he's, he's like, I'm out of here. And I'm like, don't do this. Go out on your shield. And and it's funny because when uh, uh, Joey was talking to me, he goes, "Look, when you're in the show, try not to tell anybody. You know, <laughs> something that's going to be either inspiring or something that's going to get them kicked <laughs> right. out, right? Because he goes, you never know when that can back back." fire on you and so i'm down there and i'm talking to halo and and i enjoyed halo halo and i got along really well and so i'm sitting there and and i'm telling him like don't fucking do that just just go out on your shield just do you don't you know don't go in there and put an outline don't do a kyle don't do a kyle and no 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 no. but it just it was like one of those things where i I told him told him that and then the Mm. very stinking next day was the cover-up challenge and he goes in there and he and he crushes it crashes it yeah and then then from that point forward he becomes this threat in in the competition and and like do i look back and kind of go like damn it do i wish that i wouldn't have done that like no but i do know that you know if if halo i i do feel that if halo and i hadn't talked i do feel that he was on this kind of course of right destruction like i just mm-hmm. don't think that like, like i became an honestly i was in a self-destructive kind of uh i was looking for every instance of negativity directed towards me or at me and yeah. i was a, a persona exempt um amplifying them well and which, you and i had a similar conversation though too you and i like we were sitting there and i was just like don't listen to the judges just do kyle yeah you, the, you I, and i had that similar conversation and so you know to me first, it helped a lot I, I appreciate it. Yes. And the next oh. day I went in and I did a cover up that I loved. I it must have been on the too. same fucking time, actually, because that day they couldn't wait to tell me how bad my tattoo was. And remember how they complimented Halo. They, it didn't make the show, but they complimented Halo. And you could tell that they were being instructed to say it. You know how sometimes you can tell because they're like, so um, I think it was Navarro said it to halo did you choose the sea turtle to show kyle how this was supposed to be done and halo Ooh. took a real offense to that he was Damn. he was like he was like smacked i was like whoa dude mm-hmm. like and then i got up there with the tattoo that i did like i decided i was like you know what fuck it he's right he's not wrong i wasn't happy with the conversation <laughs> you but right. i love you for it at the same time why you know but um I, so I did. I did me. I was like, nope, Kyle, you're going to do what you want to do. And I did a cover up that I fucking loved. And I that was kind of the point when I I really made it personal, like that tattoo. And so when they beat that tattoo up and me, it felt even more directed personally at me. And I was mm-hmm. like, it was like, I'm 
going to beat this fucker's ass. It's what I'm going right. to do. I don't, I don't at this point, I don't even know. Now, one of the things that makes me think it's contrived again is that after, you know, we got in our little pussy, pussy, pussy match, I'll call it a pussy match. Sure. I meant a pushing match, but we were a couple of pussies. Um, and <laughs> with the two of us pussies, you know, I'm gonna hit you, I'm going to hit you uh, going back and forth. After I got in the van, Andrea came to me and she said, do you want to get back in the competition? And I was blown away by that because I was like, what the fuck? How can I? Well, I see, but I, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that they gave you another shot at it. But then I yes. also I also appreciate the fact that you stood by your guns and was just like, you know, how the hell am I supposed to get back into this competition? I couldn't doing imagine what I, doing what I just did and yeah. still expect a fair it. trial. Yeah. Or even they hate the best shit I did. The thing that I love the most out of mm. all the work that I've done over Ink Masters, that one tattoo I did that day before, <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, man, it was the one tattoo that I loved the most. And I right. did take a lot of like I put me into I did me, you know, and sure. so I felt like uh yeah, how do I, if that's my best, they hate my best, they're being biased against me. I believe it's, in my mind, it is cemented now that there's a bias against me. I just did that. How are they going to be fair? But moreover, as I'm thinking of it, and I look in retrospect, to me, it solidifies the idea in my head that large parts of the show were contrived for the interest of the audience because it also gave me the idea then, why does Andrea give a fuck about me like that to come back? Sure, I'm, I've you know, they've invested in me, but right. if their imagination was that I got on the, on the stage through all that persecution, then that threw a big monkey wrench in their whole storyline. If you follow. Well, but I, I agree with that. Like if you were to go in there and, and try to punch Nunez and then you come back on the show and then you end up on the stage. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But if before that, I do feel that they really wanted you in the top like I yeah, know I, I feel but, like that's what she was saying in the van or she was revealing somewhat. I don't think she yeah. does a lot of revealing. You know, she's a real good poker player. I wouldn't play against her, but I'm, I felt like at that moment and, and I didn't feel it like epiphany then, but I mean, it turned over my head and it still goes, you know, it's still yeah. these winding turns. And of course there's a lot of regret that's with that too. Cause it makes me want to sure. regret. Maybe I should have said, yeah, let me back in the competition. But I don't, um, see, I don't I'm, I'm glad that you didn't, though. And the, the biggest reason why yeah. is because you, I do feel that you would not have gotten a fair shake. No, no, no. Not, not <laughs> no, I know. Scared, but oh, I you're scared. You're scared. Been, son. OK, sorry. <laughs> I do feel that you wouldn't have been treated any better. Like, no, I don't I, I don't feel that the competition would have gotten any better for you. And let me tell you, honestly, Sausage, without my support structure of my family, and I think and you know this, you've been there. You start turning. You don't even know. Right. You, you're at your weakest moment. Sure. And without a compliment from Nunez, the person that I admired the most going in, honestly, right. I didn't care for Ali so much. I thought he was all right, but I thought he was a jackass. And uh, Navarro, I used to listen to his guitar stuff, but he's not doing my art. So I didn't give a, f you know what I mean? Like, you're great right. guitarist, dude. Uh -huh. I, 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 you're consider your opinions about rock and roll and stuff. I love to hear. However, your tattoos, I don't give a fuck. Nunez, <laughs> when he stood up for Jamie um, about not having tattoos, uh, when it, uh, in season yep. two, 
Yep. I had a lot of admiration for him. And mm-hmm. then to come in and have him kind of have a drunken day that was on the season prior to that. And me and him got in a little bit of a fight then that was never aired. And then um, and then to have him persecute me was tough to take. So, sure. I, I mean, I literally had nothing left. I don't know what tattoos I could have even done because I was in such a defeated spot in my brain as not right. even being an artist. Like if you're turning out shit and you love it and people hate it. Right. That becomes your idea of, you know, and now you're just like, why do, why do I suck? <laughs> you know, why right. do I love things that suck? Luckily well, it, I found a whole class of people that also love that kind of, and they, they come to me for tattoos that suck all the time. So. It's, dude, and, and, and <laughs> you have to, you have to thank just your self for that. And then the people that really admire who you are for that as well. You know, the people that seek you out because of, for whatever reason, but, you know, artwork, I, I feel like <laughs> your, your artwork <laughs> for the most part, but your attitude too. Like, I just, uh, you know, I, the, the, sh- the show is just such a grinder that I do feel it affects everybody differently. You know, mm. Halo, Halo going in there, not having a good time. He was able to turn it around. You know, you going in there, you just kind of getting hammered. I, I didn't like how you were treated. I really didn't, you know, but the, you know, if you look at uh, even Roland, Roland could not get a fucking fair shake to save his life. No, you I know? felt that too. And, I felt and bad so for him. every single time he's turning around, he's like, look, I've got this warrior spirit. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to give it my all. And then the judges wouldn't give him, wouldn't give him daylight. And so, you, you know, know, they had his, uh, his cat in the back yes. room. They yes. looked at it every day when they came in. They looked at his that. cat. Can you imagine? How, and I would, Navarro at one point told me, he's like, you know, everything that's out there on the flip, that just stays out there. We're not, we don't think of you guys when we're off, you know, I mean, the competition, it's all done. We're getting on with our lives and stuff. And we're just normal people. And we don't think, and I was like, what about that cat? Right. And he kind of, he kind of realized he was caught up in, I don't think he, it was a lie, but he hadn't thought of it in the fashion that I'm, you know, he was saying that's all back there. I'm like, no, it's not because you literally have a picture of a cat up there. But he's like, well, that cat was just, well, it was, you know, it was, that cat was awesome, Kyle. I was like, you know, and he's like, awesomely atrocious. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And we were like, yes, uh, I'll give you that. Um, but you know what? I I, th- I do feel that they do keep a, a life separate from the judges, though. Okay. And the biggest reason yeah. why I feel that is because when you had already went across the room to Nunez, Nunez was sitting there trying to get undressed, and because mm-hmm. the mic guys care about the microphones so much, the mic guys are trying to get out there and try to mic them. <laughs> yeah. As he's trying to rip his clothes like the Incredible Hulk, he looks over at the at the camera. I don't know if Andre was over there or not, but he does look over there and they go and he did ask, why the hell wouldn't anybody tell me he was on tilt? And okay. and so I That's do the word know. He used. I, I heard him saying that tilt. and I and, yeah. and he explained that to me actually later when he called me and uh and we kind of talked it out. I was on him. Um, Dave Navarro's had some podcast like thing and I was on that. And then he says, Hey, would it be all right if I gave Nunez your number? I was like, yeah, absolutely. He called me up and he, he danced around an apology. It wasn't really an apology, Um, but he was given an explanation and, and I can have appreciation for that too. Uh, He was mad, very mad that they wouldn't warn him about that. And rightfully so. 
And sure. when I think that back through too, I remember all these people because that night before, I don't think there is any question in like, like if you were, if I was a producer and I saw the performance that I gave that night, you know, and they were asking me, they, they, I was the star kind of that night because of the persecution I was getting. So they really wanted to add more of my opinion to it, but I don't think they did. And they couldn't really, because everything I gave them was like, so unusable. I, I talked about skull fucking him like mm -hmm. and described it with such detail. It was like, I must've done it before. Like I'm surprising myself with all this imagination of what it would be like. I'm like, Whoa, I'm in a sick place, you know? And yeah. uh, I stared straight at the camera. And I told them that I needed to work out. I think I asked yeah. to uh, to there's remember uh, Kyle Turbos was there and he did yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I was yep. like, dude, let's get the coffee table out of here and let's roll a bit. You know, let's wrestle. Like, right. I, he's like, I'll break your arm. Kyle. I was like, dude, come on. I, first off, we can both, you know, we're good enough that we can control that. Right? right. And and I need it, man. I really need it. You don't know. You train every fucking day. You know, right. you get to go out and then you come back in here and I'm in a prison cell. You guys don't even let me work out. And he was like, no, nah, we can't roll. I was like, can you get me to a gym? And he's like, no. I was like, can I go jog? And I, I don't know if I did. I feel like I might have gone up and down the stairs some, but they wouldn't let me jog. So if, to me, all that should be an indicator that you would tell the star, you know, hey, right. that kid wants to take your head off. Right. <laughs> he described skull fucking you so detailed right. that he was talking about playing with your eyeball with his finger like it was a nipple as it went in and out from the pressure <laughs> of the, <laughs> the accident. That would be something I would want to know as a star. Right. Right. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I, I do get a lot of people that ask me, they're like, well, is this show real? Do you guys have scripts, you know, and all this kind of stuff? I'm like, no, no, it's very real. And yeah. they're like, well, come on, the drama. I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, the drama is real, too, because you have to realize that we can't go anywhere. We can't watch TV. There's no newspapers like right. we have each other to, to deal with. And, and so because you live with everybody 24 seven, you're in this high competitive deal. You're constantly being berated, you know, and then, you know, Lydia leaves her rice cooked at the bottom of the pan. Nobody does anything with the garbage <laughs> disposal. Nobody wants to do their own dishes. Like you're right. living with a bunch of slobs. General J leaves his fucking Wookiee hair in the, in the shower and uses all the hot water. Burps in like, people's faces, you know? Yes. In, for in, in, the uh, purpose of burping in people's <laughs> and was everybody it? snores and farts and pisses and everything else like you live with this all the time and then you're on this very structured schedule like everybody loses their freaking mind well, like, what about the conspiracy of the heat the that why it was so fucking hot all the time <laughs> <laughs> and didn't it get cold know. suddenly sometimes too yeah i don't i don't know I Have you heard the, the theory that producers were turning it? To the, to, <laughs> Remember, I was always walking out. I was one of the only people that was like, I got kids. Fuck this shit. That all alarm right. would go off all the time. And then yeah, uh, the Ollie went. would make fun of me about it. <laughs> like, look at Kyle's being a pussy again. <laughs> <laughs> because like, it all over wasn't in there living with us. Yeah. And then it turns out, oh, yeah, we were all getting poisoned. Huh. <laughs> well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that was part of the show, but I do feel that it was a there was a leak because of that old fucking furnace. And so yeah, they had an air conditioner that was uh, causing a leak or something of CO2 right. inside of the house. Right. <laughs> and, and I would, every time the alarm would go off, I did what you're supposed to do. 
I never understood why no one else came with me, really. Uh, and, and people would be like, come on, Kyle, it's going to be fake or whatever. I'm like, what, this time? No. That's right. the thing about fucking alarms, man. <laughs> I don't but know, you know what, what it is with me in alarms, but I, I feel that way. It's the same reason I won't work out at a Planet Fitness. They got that fucking alarm. There you go. The, the, the one thing that I, I, will, I will laugh at is the when the one night that they did have that alarm and they were like, look, it's not safe for anybody to be here. And they took us over to the double tree and we got to spend the night in the double tree. Yeah. And, and they, it's funny because they told me that I had $20. I had $20 to spend on food. And I looked at the menu and there was hardly anything in there under fucking 20 bucks. Right. And so I think I added like, I think I had like fruit and some, you know, toast or something like that for 20 bucks. And then I found out the very next day that you had like two steaks. <laughs> yeah. Or I was like, fuck you, God, you don't give me no equipment. <laughs> like, I will ask forgiveness. I'm going to push this shit. <laughs> oh, $20. I, okay. No problem. I was so, I was so <laughs> bummed when I heard that you had steak and I'm sitting up there eating fruit. Is like, oh. man, that was so good. That was so good though. I, that, that, that makes me laugh like a motherfucker, man. So, for those that don't know, too, during filming, there was an alarm that would go off all the time. Uh, they did it was the carbon monoxide alarm, and then it inspired yeah. them. They couldn't find this leak. They had people run around with carbon monoxide detectors all the time and all the time around us. According to them, we are always safe. Um, however, Roland got sick. Roland got sick. A couple of people, yeah. uh, Differendorfer, too. Remember, he was always complaining about headaches and stuff. Yes. And if I'm not and, mistaken, it was also, uh, uh, shit, uh, King Ruck was saying that he wasn't feeling well okay. either because they were, they were all over there by the. Yeah. The, uh, they were right the, in that area. Yeah. <laughs> so they were telling us we were fine and we were never in danger. And Oliver, especially um, me, when I hear a siren, I just, I, go outside. I don't know. They trained me in school. <laughs> That's what you do. And I was waiting for the direction when we first heard the siren. You know, I think we all did go outside the first time, didn't we? Yeah. And, and then from then on, it was just kind of like less and less. And I was like, nope, I will see you guys outside. There's no way I'm going to have somebody calling my son and being like, yeah, your dad was over filming that stupid show <laughs> that he was trying to, and he's dead as shit now, burnt to a crisp. I, I right? have such a fear of burning too. Right. Drowning and burning is, is like pretty big for me not wanting to do. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. <laughs> oh, cool. Right. And not yeah. on your bucket list? No, sir. Don't want to experience either one of those. Yeah. Uh, on my bucket list, however, is death by execution. So I know that. Flies in the face. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right at the end. Don't you think? No, nah, I know because like, I'm what, living what kind, kind of, of a sinful though, like, life. A bullet, like, right? Oh, bullet. Bullet. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. like the drum roll. I'd like a ceremony of sorts. I'm not a bad guy, you know, Cigarette hanging out of your mouth, blindfold on and you just get yeah. riddled with bullets. Oh, well, no, I think one there's three live rounds. Everybody's aimed at my head. And I'm standing on a cliff. Yeah, but you find out that the yeah, geez, Louise, <laughs> that doesn't sound horrible. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm I'm like I'm 116. I'm going to live a long life. I'm ready for this. I'm going to live until 116 and finally get executed by and, and I've been sinning the whole time. And so then I'm going to have my time to just be like, all right, Jesus, I guess this is it. You know, go ahead and, and do the Hail Mary prayer. Yeah, there you Take go. him in, do the altar call or whatever I have to do, and then go stand on the edge and go and meet wow. the guy. <laughs> and see if he's like, no, Kyle, I'm, I'm actually Mormon. You're going to hell. Damn. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot what day it is. Uh, yeah, I kind of have no sacred stuff though for me. I've I've decided to start. A lot of people believe in God. I decided to believe in the super God because I really think if there is a super, just super God. His name is okay. Super God, and um, you know he's he's like God's grandfather, but he's way cooler. Like he don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's like not worried about being pretentious all the time. He's like you can do a lot of stuff and still. Still get up here. Just saying, uh, you know, yeah, Jesus and my, my son, they're, they're kind of they're kind of like, oh, party poopers all the time. Like, thou shall not, you know, and I'm more like showing up on the Harley, you know, hey, everybody, I'm here. All right. Let the party start. So, yeah, super guy. As much as I found many Christians believe kind of you get to a point when you talk to one and they're, they're like, um, actually, what I believe. And you're like, hmm, I don't think it's supposed to work that way for you. I thought they wrote right. a book. You know, <laughs> um, but, you know, when you get to the point like uh, homosexualities, I always been kind of one that's always triggered me because I've had a lot of homosexual people that have enriched my life. Did that make uh -huh. me sound gay? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, you know, I mean, and, and we're artists. Well, we're artists, too. You know what I mean? Right. And the stuff that we've looked up to our whole life and that we wanted to emulate when you find out about our the people that we looked up to in many cases, they were on the fringes of uh, society in that regard, you know, and their sexuality. So I don't know. At any rate, my friends were, and, and, uh, it, and I didn't have any problem with what the fuck they wanted to do. It didn't seem to make anybody else have to be gay. I didn't know why they had to try and beat them up. Mm. And then I, at times I had friends that were um, <laughs> like, I used to be in heavy metal prior to having gay friends, I guess, <laughs> before I really saw what art was uh, to me. And so, I had friends that wanted to beat gay people up and I don't know. I'm, ch I'm chuckling now, not because they wanted to beat people up, but because they went out and got drunk. At first they gave their blood. So it was easier to get drunk. Then they got drunk. Then they went to a gay bar. They got to fucking ass. <laughs> down. <laughs> so I'm sorry for chuckling about the idea of some, what was then called gay bash in a very right. terrible you know time in history. Uh, but I'm laughing my ass off because of the way it turned out. And I also wonder, a lot of times, why would you have the need unless you like, is this a fight against your own homosexuality? Right. So as it I, exists, many people tell me the Old Testament has been replaced after God's death, which would also then mean that you don't need to eat shrimp or you don't need to worry. You can eat shrimp, right? You can also have pork, right? Because God explained at one time, I believe in Matthew, that uh, it's not what you what you say with your mouth that becomes it's a uh, it's not what you put in your body, actually, that becomes foul because that returns to the earth when you shit it out. And at that point, it says, thus God made all things clean, which meant you could eat them. In that same regard, uh, God writing a new covenant, my mom says all the Old Testament was washed away. I'm like, well, doesn't that, you know, so now you can eat shrimp. But doesn't that then also mean that you could be a homosexual and still love be a human make it to heaven and uh i don't know a lot of people say no they, was, like that's the answer? one part of the whole, what's that what was her answer to that it's generally no they're like no because yeah. you can't and they talk about peter and then peter says uh you know peter said there's no man betters or i think it's actually boy betters Huh. Uh, that was going to be in heaven but they try to say that that means homosexual and it's been interpreted and 
put in our Bibles as the word homosexual, although there was no word for homosexual people, you know, back in the day. So it's it that wasn't written in until culture came up with homosexual. So man better to boy better, as it were, porno kantai, I think, or something uh, or koto katai. I don't know how to pronounce these kind of Greek things. And maybe I'm too studied on it, but Peter was listing three things that would not be in, in heaven. And he was going over all these things. Every single time he listed three things that were kind of the same thing, right? So he'd be like liars or those who don't hold covenants or these kind of breakers and then adulterers and, uh, and perverts or something and whatever. He was going with three different things and in each case. And in this case, he said, the people who have sex with boys, um, the people who uh, provide the boys to have sex with, and the boys themselves, the sex trafficked children, will not be in heaven, is what Peter was saying. But people have now interpreted that as, you know, just meaning homosexual, because uh, it, it's interpreted, it's in the Bible that way. I don't know, it just never made sense to me, I guess, with, uh, it didn't line up with God being a loving God to him be like, but don't be playing around with the old butthole. <laughs> I love you, but uh, that's where poop comes out. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm off topic, <laughs> but that's, it's your show. You can do whatever the hell you want. To. Oh yes. It's Easter Sunday. I'm, this <laughs> is all me getting around to Easter. I'm sorry. And so for finding when people are able to assign their religion, they're like, actually, no, that's the part of the old Testament. I believe, you know, I no longer cut my beard directly 90 degrees to the floor. You know, right. I, I, I go ahead and shave it off, as a matter of fact. And I understand. And I also wear flashy clothes and things that are, you know, against many of the commandments. I, I do break the commandments often. However, uh, I believe and then they'll go on. So I was like, well, can I just have my own Christian? Like, I like the structure of Christianity for sure. It's pretty cool. You know, and a lot of the rules, they're not going to lead me down a bad path. Yeah, it just might save my soul. So, uh, but then just the whole super judgy part, you know, I was right. like, um, maybe if I just had a super God, then I could supersede everybody else's God. And then I could be like, well, that's what you get with your, you know, your gods. They <laughs> like judgment, you know, but they don't like judgment, but they like judgment, but they don't. I, I do. My feel that, cool. mm-hmm. I, I do feel that people in religion do seek out a religion that will allow them to do what I feel that they want to do, though. You know, yeah. like, you're, yeah. like. This, this, this religion allows you to drink. You're like, I'm for it. That's me. You know? But you <laughs> yeah. know, like other ones, when, when they're trying to live their life, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a college, like, you know, this college isn't for you, but this college is kind of thing. But, uh, you know, well, super I, God doesn't care if you drink and he uh, doesn't mind if you <laughs> evade taxes by making donations to his church. Just saying. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and there's a lot of like, it's not, I'm not saying it's a, you know, it's a tit for tat kind of thing. But the more satans you can remove, the closer you are to God and the more participation levels you have in all the property that the church owns. Yeah. That's my take on Scientology, actually. I'm just fucking with you. There you go. A great tax haven. Like, we you, should you start one. You know what's going to happen is you're going to get, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, geez, Louise. Now I'm going to space on his name. Who's the Scientology actor? Oh, not Ron L. Hubbard, but uh, the, uh, the Cruise, Tom John Cruise. Travolta. Okay, Tom no, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. You're gonna you're gonna say the wrong thing, and then all of a sudden he's gonna be knocking at your door. So, dude, that 
Uh, that's cool. I'd like to tell them right. how bad Mission Impossible sucked. Come on by. <laughs> you, you, what you'll do is like, before you beat my ass, can you just do an interview with me? I, don't, I ain't scared of him, man. Uh, Come people on. tell me he's really tiny. Dude, and not that I stuff. shouldn't be scared of tiny people. They're, they've no, beat my ass more often than, than bigger people. Yeah, but, little, uh, little man syndrome? That's a real thing. Yeah, I know. And they swing harder. They, they're, 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 they have, a, they need to, <laughs> you know, the big guy's just like, I'm playing around with this little kid. You and Tom Cruise are, would, I, I bet you he would just, he would give it a good murder ride. me. Yeah, he would, he would, I don't know. I think you might I'm get him in accepting that challenge though. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to win. I'm just saying I'm not scared. You know, I mean, I don't right. think he's, he's not ended me. And for the rest of my life, I'll be that, that dude guy's ass beat by Tom Cruise. Well, that's kind of <laughs> pussy. Like, yeah, no, Tom might make these tough. I only try him out, you know, but I'm saying, fuck that dude at least met Tom Cruise, like a personal interaction. Like, what did he do to Tom? Yeah, there's more to the right? story. It's mystery just, now, you know? <laughs> Why Tom show up? about Scientology. Tom Cruise got pissed off and then he uh, <laughs> met up with him. He's like, you can't have zero thetons. I'm like, no, I got zero thetons. Tom, that's what I'm saying, actually. I'm putting the challenge out there. I'm just letting the universe even know. I have zero thetons. <laughs> I have, I have transcended beyond the time. And they said that they would cause it in simulation. Well, they're fucking wrong because I'm still here and I'm pissed off. So come, <laughs> come meet me. Catch me outside, bro. Come on. Right. Or whatever. Whatever hashtag we're saying now before we get in fights. What's good? <laughs> whatever. You know, <laughs> uh, or I'll draw circles around you. How about that? There you go. <laughs> and it would be a nice circle. That's why I said it. I wanted yeah. to was like, fuck, you're awful, circle. Kyle. Like, damn no. it, you complimented me on my circle. <laughs> that, that circle was pristine. Be proud of that circle. I've actually looked back at it and the saturation's a little low, but don't look that close to it anymore. You know, no one needs to. Why do we put them on such big screens? Was that a three-liner that you, you used? That was a tight seven. Was that a tight seven? Damn. It was way thinner than I thought it was going to be, and I had already started, and it was coming out pretty decent. So I was like, okay. <laughs> we're yeah. just going to have to use it because I've already started that thing. I didn't want to go and put a real seven together. Uh, my intention yeah. was to have a thick outline and I kind of just ended up into it. And then I was just swamp ass through the whole thing, you know, dude, that was, it was, it was amazing. Like, and then he told me it was, remember he, he gave me a compliment on it and they cut the yeah. part out where he said afterwards, I always took offense to, he says, but you make crazy choices. No, they, they have that in there. That's still in there. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, he, he mentioned crazy every fucking time I got a critique. I swear to God, he would talk about crazy. I'm like, but Oliver would say the same thing to you, too. Oliver said it one time. Yeah, he said at the time. And then he assumed that, I, that when I'm like, you call me crazy, you push me to level of crazy. That's what you get. It's like when you, I believe parents go around calling their and please, if you're a parent and you listen to this, consider changing. If you call your kids monsters, don't be surprised. You know, <laughs> when they turn into monsters, there you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> like, so, and I feel like there was almost a push there too, to use that word crazy. I, I, I'm, I don't know if I, I don't tell everybody, but, um, it might even be obvious. I don't know. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> so it is, I feel like, you, you know, and if crazy is a handicap, which it has handicapped me a lot in my life i've been <laughs> incarcerated because of it you know i've made stupid stupid decisions i have less teeth because of being crazy okay right so if it's if it's harmed me as it has right and it's handicapped me as it has to me it becomes similar to going up to somebody in a wheelchair and telling them you could beat them in a foot race 
<laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, what really are you fucking simple. sitting down all the time? Oh, I bet you I beat you in a race, bitch. Dude, <laughs> no, that's not how you're supposed to talk to people that have a handicap. So how do you tell somebody they're crazy and then make it a stigma and laugh about it? I, I took offense. <laughs> Sausage, you're letting me talk too much, brother. It's going to be a problem. Dude, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's your show. I love it. So, uh, have you have you listened to any of these? Yes. Who'd you, who would you enjoy listening to? Because some of these the people J- you've competed with several. Right. The gentle, the gentle J, J one. J? I, I, yeah, gentle J one was funny. Just, Isn't that just good to get his like, perspectives. I, I think I think you guys just have a similar take on on the show. You know, I I do feel that there's times where, you know, that there's some. I think he takes my idea a little bit beyond mine. Like, <laughs> I think. I see, that's why I, I asked you even about the heat. Gentle because J because conspiracies are funny, right? And. So I imagine the conspiracy of the producers playing with the heat just to fuck with us, which is something I've heard from several contestants. But I imagine it different because I know that a lot of us tattoo artists, if we don't, if we're cold, we turn the heat up. And if we're hot, we turn the heat down. And 14 of us sleeping in a room and nobody wanting to admit that they made it freezing last night for their own particular comfort level. Or is nobody wanting to admit that they fucking made it hot as hell? for their own particular comfort level, I think leads everybody else to imagine that all night long, the producers who usually they just wanted to sleep. They weren't trying to fuck. You know what I mean? Sure. Those people that were with us at night, I don't know where they, they were PAs or whatever, right? right? Production assistants. They didn't give a fuck if no. we were hot or cold or if we were having a good time or bad time. They just wanted to check their Instagram, fucking chill out. They, they were actually pretty cool. Just, just babysitters, honestly. Yeah, I don't think they were involved with making. So that's how I see. I, I begin to even want to dist- come back from my own conspirator. You know, what I mean, like I was further. Into, it was harder to get me to believe this or see this as then it were months ago, years ago, for sure. sure. But now I have to see how conspiracies work and how my mind could be easily put into it, even though it might just be the the actions of a show desiring to be entertaining right or the necessity of it at one level i i I was just gonna say i I do feel that they they seek out an entertainment part of it but i do feel too that you know i because i had heard the word tilt thrown around a lot and uh so you know i just i think like that's a word that is in their vernacular and that they would use right because Meaning I, I that they feel, would attempt it. I do feel that there's the, the they feel like I don't know if, if we're gonna do, uh, I don't know American traditional day, and then somebody comes in and they want a realistic portrait. Evidently, that guy has gone on tilt, okay, because it's not quite what they thought the day was gonna go on. Okay, you know? and so I do feel that there's like okay, we're gonna do a tribal day, and then this is gonna be a fun day, and then you know we're gonna keep an eye on this old woman because. She has really horrible skin, so we're gonna we're gonna concentrate on that. I do feel that there's some stuff that they kind of throw in there, and they think that they know how it's gonna go. And then when something doesn't go quite as it, as it they ex, they expected it to, then something is tilt. You know, okay. Well, we weren't expecting that, right? But know? they're oftentimes happy enough, I imagine, just to follow that line wherever it goes. Sure. But now they have to rewrite because they have story writers. So sure. my imagination of what their job is, because we were never allowed to know, 
But my imagination of their job is they work closely with the editor and what footage they have. And then closely with the production that works closely with us so that they can try to then manipulate that storyline, you know, or, or get catchphrases or uh, I shouldn't say catchphrases, but sound bites for that exact story. It could. Yeah. I see, I see where you're going with that, but I do, because I do know like if say they shoot an episode, cause a, a lot of people don't understand either that when we're talking to the camera, that's shot after everything's yeah. went down. So it's, so it's yeah. not like, it's not like you went in there, you pushed uh, Nunez around and they're like, Kyle, come here, come here, come here really quick. What, tell what are you us about this right now. You know, right. <laughs> tell us what you're feeling, you know? So that's all done afterwards. And so I do feel that through, the events that happened on that show on that particular episode, they would then try to get your understanding as to what was going wrong or what went right. What is it that you liked? What is it that you didn't like? And so, you know, I feel that that's where the story producers kind of come in because they kind of see what they have shot and then they want either further explanation of it or because they didn't have that shot or, you know. So the person that we talked to in interview is our producer. And usually we're kind of close with one, but then the story, the questions that they're asking us is then what the story writers are writing. Oh, I see where you're going with that. I mean, the producers could be coming up with that themselves, but I got to figure that they're working with somebody on it. They're certainly going to work with Andrea, but Andrea is overseeing it all. So she's going to hire somebody out to work with them, you know? I understand that I, because I do feel that there's, I mean, you don't want complete chaos. I mean, you want some control over something. So, right. Oh, I think the Andrea wants control over almost everything. I think she's happy well, to let it go because she actually expressed several times to us. And I, I'm sure you heard it too. Um, that the reality, you know, she's like, I shoot reality television. If I controlled it, I wouldn't shoot reality television, but I think, from being a success in reality television, you're going to learn quickly that the more controls you controls. I don't mean that like I'm definitely making it go this way. I mean like, okay, well I can control this aspect, you know, like uh, for, for instance, um, canvases. If I have a canvas that wants a tattoo because him and his girlfriend are broken up, you know, he's getting a cover up and she's on the show too. That's a bit of a control, but it's not a huge one. However, if I have um, a canvas that wants to be a a rap star or moreover, a canvas that wants to be a model or an Instagram influencer, Mm -hmm. I have more control over that person. You know, yeah, like like if they're an actor, for sure, because like this whole reason you're here is to be remembered, not the tattoo. So now I have. A control with you because this is the field that I live in. I am a producer. You know, you got to imagine I know people inside of this Hollywood entertainment or New York entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's that's the controls I imagine I would want because I put myself in you know Andrea's shoes, and that's where I'm like, yeah, I would I would need that, and also it's where I find a forgiveness for mm-hmm. not not necessarily for her, but just for how everything kind of went out. You know, because well, if I don't have that, I'm going to beat myself up every fucking day about my own bad choices. Well, I, I do. I do believe it a little bit uh, as far as like the, the control aspect and, and what they're trying to get out of it. I do know, like um, uh, when we did the gentleman, 
gentleman and lady tattoo mm-hmm. where it was the uh, did you win on that you and you and melissa teamed up yeah me and melissa were, were teamed up and we and i ended up winning that one which surprised the shit out of me uh but that that day the kid that was supposedly passing out on ruck and uh uh-huh. river yeah okay so that kid who i don't feel passed out i think he was just a wuss and decided he was going to tap out but he was trying to do it with style <laughs> you <laughs> and know be remembered so he could be remembered right so yeah. he's being an asshole he's causing yeah. all this drama okay mm-hmm. so fast forward to demon challenge mm-hmm. and i'm gone the- you're you're gone but did mm-hmm. you see the episode i i tried to watch most of it. it's it been tough to watch yeah. these things honestly but i do understand what went on but, but please uh, you know so, it's not going to hurt me to hear again so so that day we get the guest judge uh rob zombie rob he zombie comes in yeah and that, uh, that did suck <laughs> it would have yeah, been nice to meet him so halo and scott marshall had control and i ended up getting that guy that had lost 140 pounds tummy tuck he wanted it. On it was that guy's day. twin brother, though. It was that guy's twin brother. OK, yeah. I recall. Nobody knew that. Yeah, nobody knew that. So I do feel that when those guys were going through their interview, they were like, we're twin brothers, you know, because yeah. afterwards they ended up getting their own show called Twinning and they did the same shit. What? Be dicks to people who are going to give yeah. them tattoos? Well, no, no. Not, not, not giving them <laughs> okay. tattoos, but they would just but go into dicks. They would just be assholes. Yeah, that was that was their thing. And so because they were winning at life or twinning, okay. yeah. you know, that was their thing. I never uh, gave them. I never watched the show. So, I mean, if it failed, that was their own fucking fault because they treated me like shit. So, um, right, right. You know, but I do. Yeah, know, that guy like, was a real dick to you. He was like talking oh like God. matter of factly, like oh this ain't happening and I'm getting this. Yeah, you will give me what I want. I don't care about the money or your family or your position in the in the competition, <laughs> you're gonna give me exactly what I want, and you're gonna. And like what it. he wanted was stupid, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, originally he wanted the tombstone or that that like uh, statue from Exorcist, and because they were like, well, we don't want to run into any copyright. Yeah. Things, you can't have that. So then he's like, well, then I want a gargoyle, and so everybody's <laughs> thinking gargoyle. Like, how the hell is that a horror tattoo? You know, right? So yeah, I I sat there and I was basically trying to get him to fucking move his design, and he fought with me the whole way. So that was one of those days where we had three hours, right? So <laughs> two hour or was yeah two hours to deal with your canvas. They take them for thirty minutes, and then they come back thirty minutes before we start shooting the six hour tattoo. So yeah. he fought with me for two hours. He leaves for thirty minutes. I get a break. That's when Scott comes in. And is just like we really gave it to you. You know, <laughs> thanks, <bro>. asshole. And then, uh, <laughs> then you know, my canvas comes back, and he's fighting with me, and then fights with me two hours into our six-hour tattoo. So I only had four hours that day to tattoo his design, and I don't know how the fuck I did it. Like I just, I was lucky that I got him in the chair. And then I, was I, it I on his rib rib cage too? On all that no, stretched I, skin? No, I was okay. no. I, there's no way in hell I would have. I Can you imagine that, that gray shade, how that would look oh, <laughs> with all God. them welds in the middle of it? Well, if, if you picture like a balloon, you know, it's like if you get a balloon yeah. before it's blown up, it's really smooth. And then you blow it up. And then when it comes back and it gets relaxed, it's kind of warped and it's kind of, you know, wrinkly. wrinkly. Yeah, it's that's what Fucked. his rib cage was like. It, it just wasn't 
it wasn't tattooable for a competition setting. Like I could tattoo it, but not, <laughs> not under the pressures that I had in the, in the competition. Right. So You're going to have to treat each one of those scars individually oh, or else it will Lord. be a problem. But you know what it's like going over a scar tissue in the first place or like yeah. a, like a stretch mark. Like as soon as you hit that stretch mark, it blows up like popcorn. Yeah. So like, could you imagine a whole side of that? Like, no, thank you. That's a good so, analogy for it. Blows up like popcorn. Yeah, it, it, it really it, it does. Crashes like thin ice. It, yeah, it blows up yeah. like pop because you just can't stop it. It keeps spreading, it seems. Yeah. And then you'll look horrible. at it five minutes later and you're like, did it really get worse? I didn't even touch that area. Right. But, <laughs> anyway. So he had, a, he had a whole side of that. And I was lucky enough to talk him into his chest piece. And then even though I talked him into his chest piece, he was still fucking fighting with me the entire time. And so because so, he knows that he has a vision at this being more than a tattoo and and yeah. being his path, his vehicle to start. But I do feel that because his brother had such a hard time with Keith, that mm -hmm. that also played into him being an asshole to me. Right. Almost like, like, like vindication for his brother. Right. And his brother probably said, dude, they said, do this for my kids, do this for my, you know. And so right. he was prepared with everything to say, nah, fuck your kids. Like, dude, we're not right. at a good start. You know, Ooh, this is going to be a bad tattoo. <laughs> well, and as soon as, and I'll tell you, as soon as he said that, and he kind of went on his raid, I went mm -hmm. from one cam, I went from one camera in my room to four. Like it was crazy that day. And that adds, would you say that? So, so we're all who we are. And then there's a camera around. Right. Everybody acts a little bit different. Right. Of course, you almost have to, because now you're you, first off, you're not going to pick your nose. No. Right. You're not going to grab you scratch your ass. You're standing right. a little straighter. And so now you're watching your words, too, as well. And right. you're trying in some cases, some of these people are really trying to be remembered, monopolize their time on the camera. Sure. And and it, it heightens everything. Uh -huh. So if he's in there, one camera on him, he says that four cameras on him. Now, yeah. what's his natural as a human instinct then to do too? Oh, I think he played it. I think he played it up as as good as he could do it. Right, you he's going to pour it on even more. Then, right? Yeah. Then he starts I fucking. Like I don't think that there was any less than two cameras in my room the entire time. Like you know, typically you get like a camera, it shoots some stuff, and then they leave. Yeah, yeah, they and stayed they the their whole. Own time. They stayed the whole tattoo. Oh, that's comfortable. Right. And so it was, it was a crazy, crazy day. And wow. then, so, so he gets his tattoo. He gets to talk with Rob Zombie. You know, he finally chills out a little bit. Did he like Rob Zombie? Oh, he loved Rob Zombie. Okay. Like when, when he came into the room, like he, all he wanted to do was talk to Rob Zombie and I get it, but right. I mean, in the same token, I'm like, you know, I need you to sit still. So I can, I've got right. four hours. Right. You know? But he's trying to get on house of a thousand corpses too. Right. He, any anywhere where he could throw his little resume he was trying it wow so and that, that those people the production company has got to enjoy having you know well, i gotta they, figure that they save them in cases too you know like right. this is our special person because we know at some point we will be able to control some drama everything's going boring for the day or whatever and this guy wants to be a fucking model or whatever and we go and we tell him in his ear hey uh this is really boring we're probably going to end up cutting you know your whole scene that fucker's going to uh -huh. do something i'm not saying they would come that drastic but right. it does give them a control and i as a producer uh, of a product i'm going to want those controls 
Well, sure. But I, I mean, don't you think at that time then, then you would have, you know, if there was 10 competitors that you'd have a room full of 10 people acting like complete assholes instead of like no, having I think nine more the, people and one person that's going to take the reins. I, I, I began imagining myself. I don't know that my theory here is I imagine myself in Andrea's position and, or and even the production, the directors and down below to the casting, they're picking these guys. I imagine the, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to recognize when I have controls over those people, you know, the most, like the strongest control. And I'm going to use that sporadically. Like, I don't think that it's not easy to find casts people, you know, there's a lot of challenges to getting the right people that want a certain tattoo, you know, for an episode, you know, like, sure. uh, and a lot of times these guys are tricking you like your boy did with his, uh, his gargoyle. Well, it's not really horror. It's right. macabre, you know, right. uh, but it's also on like churches, <laughs> you know, so like right. how macabre. So, I think you're going to you're going to recognize those people and you're go just going to place them as you can, because, again, they want to get the tattoo they do. Supposedly, right. I was on there when the girl um, gave danger such a hard time and it never made sense to me. And I was also the very first episode I was on uh, was it was with a guy that was in a jail cell and he's right. going to beat my ass. Like he right. literally wants to beat my ass. Now, all this stuff goes together. So here's my idea of that day. As a production manager for or a producer or whatever, I'm looking at my set. It's empty. No one's there. I've got 26 cells or whatever that I have ability to film in. Some of them I'm going to use for storage because I've got so much equipment. Some of them I'm going to use to hide things. You know what I mean? Because we've got to bring things up close by. Some are going to charge bricks of batteries, whatever. I So 13, though. Well, number 13 sticks out to me, doesn't it? That's my number 13. That's pretty cool. I have a cell block 13. Like that is awesome. I want to use that. Who do I want to put inside a cell block 13? Do I want to put somebody who wants an umbrella? Uh, like the, what uh, Josh got. This guy literally got an umbrella. Do I want to put somebody in there that wants a skull? Yeah, skull's a cool idea. Hey, wait. Should we take the guy that wants to be a model and an actor? And it says he's ready to break somebody's face and put him in 13. Oh, my God, we should. Yeah, let's do that. Now, we've got a whole bunch of contestants coming out, too. Who should we give Cell Block 13 to? Should we give it to Tattoo Baby? Nah. <laughs> should we give it to Hot Rod Alley? Well, that would be an interesting thing because this guy wants to beat somebody's ass, though. But because of the girl in the situation, that could diffuse, actually. Should we give it to Kyle? The, should we give it to the guy up there that cast uh, because he was angry? I, th I threw a, a stool in my casting. <laughs> I mean, I oh, didn't did throw it. Yeah, I Jerry Lee Lewis did like great balls <laughs> of fire uh -huh. um, because it was just the time that they wanted it and I could see it. And I'd already been through casting and it wasn't interesting the first time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to give him something. You know? right. So I gave him a bit, broke him off some, I like to say. Anyways, break right. him off some. I'm on the show. Now, they we're getting ready to film that day. Everybody's waiting in the room to get called and we're in the double tree. Now, the double tree. I had a balcony that I could see all the oh, production nice. cast down there. Right. So all I right. went out on my balcony and not knowing what to do. I was like, you know what? Give these fuckers a show too. probably stupid of me. <laughs> I you swear to God. your fate right then. 
I start looking down at them and I'm not making easy eyes. I'm letting them know I'm not looking away from your gaze. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. So, and that's, that's intimidating to people of some sort. I know. And then after uh, that, just not being enough, I kind of started pacing like a fucking tiger in a cage. Mm -hmm. And my production assistant, actually, she said, I saw you pacing. I was like, I want him. Can I have him? She didn't know who I was or not my Mm -hmm. production assistant, but my producer. I think her name was Sarah. She was fucking awesome. However, if I'm uh, Andrea or I'm the director and I'm putting all this set together, sure, I'm going to say it's random, but how random is it? You know, I'm I'm definitely putting so I end up getting in a fight in cell block 13. At that point, I'm like, that's not coincidence. Huh? You know, so I'm not saying it's it, it is certainly not faked either. Somebody had to get this guy. Now, it turns out I tattoo him the next time. Right. And I'm going to cover up on him. He's thankful to get this off him because he wants to be a model. <laughs> right. He wants right. to be an actor. And um, and we're getting along great. And we're drawn up the tattoo. No problem. And then a camera came in and the very first thing, I, everything changed. And he says, man, I don't know what the fuck you think you're drawing on me, but it's looking like a bunch of bubble. And he just made some kind of stupid remark. Uh, I was like, Whoa, where the fuck did that come from? Right. And that's when the second camera came in and started getting another angle. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually just like yesterday when I was in the cell and he told the camera, get the fuck out. That's how I knew he was full of shit, too. Um, uh, he told the camera, get the fuck out. And another camera came in like that guy pushed in closer on him. And I was like, oh, you know what? They don't they don't think you're going to do nothing either. I mean, I don't, if, you, if you think about the competition, it's like, you know, that they're getting people in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, man, I don't I don't know. Like, there's times where I see it. and There's times that I don't. But I just I do. I mean, to, to kind of go like all, right, all coincidence. Dumb, Kyle Dunbar is going to get shit on this entire, this entire season. Like, right. You know. Well, here's why I would do it. Uh, and I was aware of this before and it kept occurring to me while I was there. Uh, have you seen that? You, have you seen the video I've got on my webpage at all of the two cucumber monkeys? No. 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 Is that the one where he's like, here, you try it. And then if, <laughs> have you ever heard the experiment with cucumber monkey and grape monkey? Yes, I have heard that. Okay, so it's that. I've broken it down and spliced in that whole season. Oh, of, and it, it, it helps. I say I. I don't have the ability. Mark Smith, my, my assistant, was able to splice this stuff together. As I, and <laughs> it makes so much sense. You're like, I, it, it, and here's how I would see it. Like, if that is available in psychology, you've seen this. You've seen the great oh. monkey. The cucumber yep. monkey. Andrea is a human too, and she might have seen it too. And the reason she might have seen it is actually because it applies to her job greatly. Sure. And if she can go around and make the right, listen, if you gave accolade to Halo, we already saw what he would do with it. He made the mis- I don't know if it's a mistake. I'm not, I shouldn't say it as a mistake. But if I'm going to look at it through my evil intention eyes, if I'm looking for the conspiracy, I certainly imagine that Halo made the mistake of sharing his knowledge about uh, portraits with lesser artists. Scott didn't. Right. What Scott did every single time he got the grape was he was up there walking around like, man, this grape's fucking delicious, bitches. Now, with that... I want to give Scott the grape more often. And 
with that also to have this experiment work, work properly, everybody else got to be getting cucumbers. Huh. It's an interesting take for sure. It's, it's based out of my desire to see a conspiracy against it that makes my ego satisfied that I didn't. Uh, but, and, uh, but now at the same time, I want to, and I feel this very much in my heart, I don't think I had a chance to be Halo. And no offense to you as an artist, and I think you're amazing, I do. Uh, I believe that Halo was the best artist there. And no, I agree. I, you, you, that guy, right? And he's, he's driven beyond what the average person is even for right. tattooing. Although you are driven beyond what the average person is. Uh, it's quite a comparison. But my thoughts, and I knew him, so of course I'm going to, I've always known, I've, I uh, watched Halo's career too, I guess, kind of blossom and unfurl you know he was like this sure. young guy came on the scene we were all traveling the same circuit and he just started just beating shit up and yeah. progressed himself forced himself into uncomfortable situations um and, and travel really right. yeah. uh at a young age so it's just for the purpose of being a better artist and now did you watch his art you see any of the shit oh he yeah does? dude yeah all the time fucking disgusting <laughs> I, I love I love Halo. I, I really do. And so here's an interesting thing too is like I have that conversation with Halo, telling him that he needs to, you know, go off. Stay on there. He he yeah. yeah. Stay there. You know, do do you? And then he takes it full tilt. I, and I'm not saying that it was because of me, but I because of that conversation, I do feel that he was just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do this. And yeah. then. Well, let so, me stop you there on that. Let me give you some credit for it. And one of the reasons that I think that I see is it's all in the story, even of Stevie Wonder, but that's what it is. It's about, so we're removed from our support structures, you know, and if you have a voice on the phone telling you, you can stay in there, that's one thing, I guess. But a human being going through the same scenarios sure. actually can have more empathy, even than your loved ones in that situation. You know what I mean? So when right. you take the time to give him that, I believe, no, that is the strength. I know that it was a strength for me to have the relief of not trying to please those fucking judges for one day. Because remember, right. that's all, all I could say about them. Those fucking judges. <laughs> like that right. was their name to me. They had one nickname for all three of them. Um, but that, that and, and that was wrong. And for one time, I wasn't tattooing for them. And it, right. it was, I believe there was a lot of power that came off of that. So I want to give you credit for that too. And I think that it, it moreover goes with the with the experiment that the show is too, as it shows. Um, I mean, if I have so many hormones to deal with stress or whatever, so much energy to deal with stress, the less stress I have to <laughs> deal with, the more I have to deal with everything else and be happy and feel my resources and needs are met. And right. if I'm drugged down, well, that can be a control then. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so I think you gave a lot of help to Halo, I imagine. I want to ask. I can't wait to ask him about that exact question. Right. Yeah. I'd but be I feel to you did too. me too. Anyways, well, go on. I'm you. sorry. I cut, I cut you way off. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're fine. No, I, and I'm, I'm glad that to, to hear that, like, you know, I can have a conversation with somebody and, and it actually did something. Because it's not like I was just, it's not like I was trying to do anything for me. Like right. when I was well, talking to you and telling where it you, it could come from honesty because you're like, why would some motherfucker give me the thing I need right now when it isn't in his best interest at all? Right. So it must be honest, or it yeah. must be a wrong, 
<laughs> and he's just then, making me lose. Yeah. It was all your fault. It was all my fault. I, realized. I went out it. there and did me, and they fucking ate it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew but all you were, along. You were praised that whole day, too, remember? You know, like, everybody keep made up me and, feel so good. Yeah, and that's why it hurt so bad. Was, right. And I, I couldn't imagine being propped up like that and then going down and getting the the critique that you got because i even i was back there going like holy shit like now do you remember my opinion about that too as you guys were even saying man that's a great tattoo and i was like oh uh, i was scared to take that compliment from you guys because i had because exactly that i knew if i got up there i was like no i think they're gonna undercut me that's where it kind of came to i really do think that they didn't like the tattoo much um but I don't think they like those style of tattoos either. And I don't think it was bad. It still could have been judged better. I think it was a very disgusting, like it's a terrible thing. Ollie did it all the time. He's like, yeah. man, if you cover up half of that tattoo, it looks like shit. And you're like, that works with every tattoo. hundred <laughs> percent of the time. Like that is right. not a critique of any astuteness. You know what I mean? He's like, if she's wearing boxer shorts, there's just some weird brown gray trunk sticking out her leg. And you're like, why the fuck you see this girl in boxer shorts? Is <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tattooing for boxer shorts? But now, at that moment, these are all things I, I, I would normally be witty enough to say. But my energy and my, um, you know, my abilities all been taken out. So I sat there and just took it like I was like, you know, I'm going to beat this, <laughs> this fucker's ass. That's what I'm right. Doing. anyways but honestly it was nice having you tell me that it was nice going through it and then it was nice to be able to be in a situation where it played out as i saw it somewhat with you guys telling me no that tattoo looks great and then go down there it was honestly like uh, almost man you guys see i'm not i'm not lying like they're being harsh on us they're being maybe overly harsh on me i didn't want to say me all the time but i did i did notice that one person escaping judgment no i I, Mm -hmm. was the great what was the grape monkey oh it was the great monkey i agree scott was walking around with that did he share any grape with you at all no grape with me did he come to your side at any point and say you're struggling a bit and i want to give you just the knowledge that i see you as worthy competitor no not during the competition (laughs) okay he did have right but but I, I I will tell you like um the the thing with the thing with Scott for me was that he, because he had such a huge ego because he could really tattoo he had good ideas and and, and what have you um that drove me to another level that I don't feel that I had attained before and so even though Scott was sitting there picking the picking on me I at the time didn't see it as, Oh, I should think of it as he's scared of me. And so this is why he's going after me. I just, I just kind of took it as he's just, this is just typical shit that I had dealt with in school. And so, yeah. you know, he's, he's so the he, jock with the deltoids the totally. drawn t-shirts. Right. And so to, to see that, and I wanted to be able to beat him and I didn't know how I could beat him other than just to try to be better than him. But after the show, was completed and during uh, us trying to um, do our finales. Um, so I think it was like a week before we were getting on to the live finale. So I think my tattoo was already done 
but okay. he had called he had called me out of nowhere and uh you know called me one day and he goes hey yeah. this, is, this is scott and i about shit my pants because the last person i was ever expecting a call from was scott right yeah and so scott was basically calling and he was just like look you know i just want to congratulate you on what you had done i have to just tell you from my heart that i'm sorry and he goes, and I hope that you can forgive me because I didn't see mm-hmm. myself like the way I saw myself, you know? And I think there's times where you as a person, you're just kind of living. He life said he didn't see it. himself like he saw himself. I don't, I'm, I'm confused there. Is that so, the words so, he used so, to or? Yeah. So, so he, basically what he, what he was saying is that, you know, he didn't realize on the show that how he was being portrayed, I guess. Okay. And so because I was kind of like sitting there, always going like, man, Scott's a bully. Scott's an asshole. Scott's a bully. Scott's an asshole. And then he's walking around and he's like, I am this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if he really saw it like that. I think that in his mind, he saw it differently than what it was shown on TV. Right. And so because of that, he reached out and he apologized. And I was, That's I was awesome. really, yeah, I was really shocked. I was really, really shocked because I was like, um, I wasn't expecting that. And then to, to hear it from him, I was just like, you know what? Yeah. You're completely forgiven. Like I, I forgive you for, for everything that you've done. And what he didn't know is that because of the way he was acting and the way he was doing his, his stuff, it pushed me to another level then too. Right. You've, you so, come out a fire improved tattoo artist. I'm guessing then from your own estimation. Oh yeah. Because now you're hardened in fire. Uh, you're tested. You got metal. You know, you are metal now. You are metal. <laughs> Thank you. How's that feel, Sauce? Is this one of the first times in your life that you've ever been metal? <laughs> I don't feel metal, but the way you say it is awesome. Okay. Well, you are, brother. You have been tested and forged in fire. You have you have survived and, and proven yourself at, yeah. at, at time and time again for seven and 12 <laughs> seasons yeah. in, you know um yeah. let me ask this question on that i want to go on with this this thought actually continuing here but let me go back for a minute he didn't realize how he was being portrayed is is kind of his words now at the same time though that kind of means he doesn't realize who he was being to me right, right? and right. we've seen him as being that now how, do you think people do that often do you think that's you do you follow do you think that's common for all people i mean can you can you think about people that you've seen in your life that you know they kind of walk around and they oblivious yeah oblivious to how they're how they're being viewed by society yeah the blessed few yeah i wish i was one month often you know just a heroin addict in the street with nothing else to care about like but, no bills, I, you know, just, right. just all that getting that H. So, so I'm, I'm thinking like he in the competition, he knew he was good. He was getting the accolades. Mm-hmm. He was getting the wins. You know, he's walking around and like, even on the day that you went out and, uh, and we're dinking around getting with the Nunez, fight or what? Yeah. Yeah. Getting in the, in the fight. All the he could talk match. about was all he was talking about was like, man, I hope this doesn't slow our day down. Like, let's just get in with the competition. Like, he said let's, that let's, more than once. Yeah. Because I know they put it on the thing, but I was wondering if he didn't say that quite a bit. I, I could understand it. 
Yeah, I just thought it was <laughs> funny because it's like this, that's just how he was. He was just competition driven. Yeah. And, it, and for him, he just kind of felt like, look, I'm already in the top already. Like, why are we going through all these? Why are we going through the formality? Like, right. let's just like, let, let's just get this going. Get on to the and finalists. That's, and that's just him. You know, that's just him. But I mean, I feel that even after the show in with him winning, I wonder how hard of a time he was really having because it is his story is really is a tragedy because yeah. like here he goes through this, this competition, he comes out and he does a stellar tattoo. He wins. And it's beautiful, beautiful. Tattoo I just too, really, really, really wish. I really, really wish that he could have just rode that to, to higher levels. And it, and it, I was so disheartened to hear uh, yeah. of, his, of his demise because uh, to me, for me, that is, it's almost like being Batman and then Joker gets taken out. And then you're like, well, now what do I got? Like yeah. my biggest adversary is now gone. Now what do I do? And, and as far as uh, Scott, you know, I, I have a hard time forgiving him. I guess it is. And honestly, and then it's been hard for me to forgive myself. I still uh, tend to talk derogatorily about him but also i did not know about the apology to you yeah. um and there's a weird thing that happens in that house like uh you're gonna like each other any other fucking day right right but when right. you have to start seeing people as competing for the, your resources or competing for your the your desire you know for the same thing you're gonna set people at odds pretty bad people imagine you know, they're like, oh, you're all actors because Kyle had Josh on his podcast and they talked right. like friends. Right. <laughs> and now it's and you're like, uh, well, we're not, you know, competing for shit. I don't it seems like that makes sense to me. But I think but it's, mm. I think there's, I think there's a camaraderie that's there, you know, and I, I, I think you said it really mm -hmm. well when you were like, look, we're, we're all going through the same thing. So there's things that we understand that we're going through that nobody else is going to ever understand. Right. Okay. So, so we go through that competition. So like, even when I was looking at Joey, I was just like, well, how hard could it fucking be? Like you, here you are, you're on the top, you know? Yeah. And then when I go through it myself, I'm like, Holy shit. Like <laughs> I didn't realize all of this other stuff that you had to go through. Did and it so, break you emotionally at all? Yes. And, yeah. and as far as an artist, did it make you question yourself more? Yeah, I well, because we called it we called it pissed, p i s t p i s d. Uh, okay. So instead of post traumatic stress disorder, it was it was post ink master stress disorder. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, and so we we were calling it pissed for a while, and so like people would come into the shop and they're just like, well, I just don't know if I like this, and then I would I would go off, like, well, what the hell do you want? Like you, you book your appointment, <laughs> like you. Know? you. Oh, I want Me. to see you go off like that. I'm sorry to want to see it. I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. No, oh, it, was it would be cathartic hard. for me. If you ever have that day, uh, then just do me a favor and put your uh, Instagram out and be like, this client's a fucking asshole, and I'm just going to let him have son it. Of a bitch. Let yeah. me see Walter unhinged. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, but I really do have those days where, you know. Right on. I, I do mm -hmm. feel that for the most part, I'm a, I'm a kind person, but there's definitely people that are out there that really want to kind of test you, you know, yeah. and, and right after the show, it was a bad time. Then the competition was really something, you know, in like mm -hmm. Maddie, and I like a lot of people just kind of think like, well, you must really hate Maddie. No, I, I fucking love that kid too. 
you know, Matt, Maddie's yeah. a good guy, but I'll tell you that if we're putting into a competition together. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make sure that I try to win that competition. You say, know? say it, say it like Scott would. Say it like Scott would. Yeah. When I, yeah I'm going to bring the blood and thunder oh, and leave him crushed you beneath know, me like all my foes. If, if I know that I'm going to go into a competition and it's going to be against Matty Hickson, I'm going to bring huh? the blood and thunder. Yes. See, I told you it was metal, motherfucker. You're metal. Right. I will bring the blood and thunder and leave my opponents crushed beneath my feet. Oh, yes. Like so much refuse. Um, moving I'm, glad that, I'm glad that I had that opportunity to talk to Scott afterwards and, and know that, though. I'm like, actually delighted I'm, to know that. And I don't know if that hasn't yeah. softened my heart quite a bit. Like, I kind of feel like the Grinch right now. I even hate myself for that. I still want to hold a grudge against him. Well, I do too, though. I, I mean, there, there's definitely times where it's like I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, he really was an asshole. And then there's other times where it's like after the after the apology, I'm just like, you know, right. but he's he's a guy that's like, like I said, you know, we're, we're going against the same thing. We're going for the same thing, you know, and there's a mental health aspect, I believe, to um, or, or certainly just addiction. There's a lesson to be learned about that. Like, don't it's not, you know, it, it, I, I seen Scott. After, um, you know, Ink Masters was all done, we, a few of us were traveling. I was still traveling quite a bit. Like, I picked it up a lot, right? And right. Scott made it to a couple of shows. And he wasn't a bad guy. He was kind of funny. It, it was hard for me to be around him still. I didn't, didn't like him still. You know, I right. still had that. However, I see him literally crying in his booth across from me, like in public with his hands in his face, weeping. And mm-hmm. like he had, a, um, you know, he was, he was doing, you could see that he was doing drugs and he was having that kind of a weekend or something too. And that was all adding up. And it kind of reminded me too, why, like I got off uh, cocaine. Cause like why I don't like it. Like that's it right there. I felt like that. That ain't right. cool. And that's a fucking cocaine hangover. If I've ever seen one. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. We, we all got pieces, not we all, but some of us, all of us are uh, addicts. Like myself, we got pieces missing, and sometimes it feels like we fill the hole, you know, with uh, with the drug. Sure. You never uh, really yourself. You've never really been addicted, or not? No, no, no. Tried tried pot once, and then uh, that was about it. But Bill Clinton, yeah. did you did you inhale? Uh, no, no, I inhaled. <laughs> okay. I inhaled. F- found found more joy in edibles, but uh, that was that was about it. You know, I just. I don't uh, drink really often. I feel the things that I've been addicted to uh, were usually speed. And I guess I'm still addicted to caffeine, man. I love that shit. I've already been through a pot of coffee talking to you. You drink that? Yeah, I drink caffeine. Okay. Not um, the same drug. Mm, They they found that, uh, I mean, it can be mentally and physically addictive. However, it doesn't leave you debilitated without it can actually not leave you debilitated without it certainly with the moderation that you use so uh what did they find that um i'm too see man I, i'm too stupid man this is actually just what they told me right who knows what they are they're, they're probably lying to us they tell us we need gloves to tattoo what the fuck do they know um at any rate uh the coffee if you keep it under 400 milligrams you won't you may not develop the dependency that you will need it to function. 
and that's kind of the thing. Like, uh, if you need it to function, then it's really going to ruin your life. Sure. Unless you got it. Like, that's what happens when I go to heaven. I'm getting so much cocaine, dude. I love it. Just, I, just get I saved before you go to heaven, buddy. Just just get saved. Well, I got yeah. super God on my side, so I'm pretty good. good, good. bro. Good. I've yeah. been saved. Uh, and they tell me I, can, I don't get to go back. So I was like, that's cool. And my mom's just like, yeah, but you can still go to hell. I'm like, but the thing is to me, like, we never really know, right? Who's going to get there, we right? Don't. Like what happened in the last seconds? They can commit a thought crime, right? Right before they fucking have an accident, you know, have an NPC, a girl jogging down the street and suddenly, bam, thought crime, go into hell and you're going to get up there and your family members aren't there because, you know, thought right. crime um and then is it heaven that's why i was like mom how are you going to enjoy heaven without me right so actually that's why i decided to have super god so i can still kind of get there i get the easy pass i think god is cool in heaven you know but you're gonna have to wait in some lines <laughs> super god is like the easy pass get the ice cream right away ride the roller coaster yeah yeah you're the vip why not super sure. god uh and then super god when i get to heaven cocaine and hookers brother like there you go. I am a, a monogamous celibate man till death do I part. There you and, go. And then and I'm not mad. Like I, I figure what could be better than than angel pussy, to be honest. Right. So like, does my wife even want to compete with that? When I think about honestly, is what could be better than angel dick? So I'm probably figuring that I'm chopped liver to my wife at this point, oh, too. No. Like she's got so many big swinging angel dicks around that she's got to have some little angel dicks around. Just remember how much she likes the big angel dicks. Or maybe they change sizes and spin around in circles. I don't know what they fucking do. I know the angel vagina is going to be awesome and I'm not going to harbor any will ill will against my wife because I'm also going to be froze out of my mind high on cocaine. What? So high. Yeah. She's, Dude, she's like, a thick problem like the, the, the old grape and the, and the uh, cucumber. Oh, it was probably all cucumbers. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be mad about it though You know what I'm saying <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible individual But I do think that if cocaine were free And accessible to everybody then it's not really Addictive right There you go everybody's on it Yeah it's just like air like no one walks around right. like Oh I'm addicted to this oxygen <laughs> No right take it away from sure. them. See how they go There you. <laughs> like, I'm fucking addicted oh my god Give me more I'm right. sorry. I'm I'm turning this into the Kyle show. That's not what I came on for, brother. I love you like a brother. I'm so honored to be here, man. This this is this is so cool. I'm glad to have you. I I, I would hope to have you back on too. But oh, let's man. wrap so. some things up. Revolt Tattoos is an awesome place to work. Let me actually suck Revolt's cock for a minute because uh, Joey and you teamed up, and with a couple other people. But now it's grown to four. I've only worked at one. Right. If, where where are, are these four locations? So we have two down in Las Vegas, one okay. up in Lake Tahoe. The the fourth you, location. Go ahead. Salt Lake City, right? Salt Lake City is our fourth location. That's where I'm at. And then we're gonna open up our fifth location in Houston. And so what, all big what big hoping, big cities. All mm -hmm. big big cities. Yeah. What we're hoping to do is is because Joey and I are old as farts. Uh, we just. Uh, we're just trying to, um, you know, spread spread what we can, but then maybe work a little bit less, you know, just uh, yeah. want to get well, out there and strike while the iron's hot. The less you work, the more you can dedicate to each 
each one that you do to some extent. Right. Um, because then I can get in there and really do the ones that I really want to do and not yeah. really kind of be inundated with a bunch of the ones that I don't. Paying the rent with. In, in tattooing, I was always told that if I can't do everything that walks in the door, that I'm not a real big value to the to the tattoo shop. Like it was always drilled, drilled into my head that I should be able to do everything. And so, and you know, do I, you still feel that though? Um, no, not as much because I think in the, in the early days you're trying to make, you're trying to make a living. And mm -hmm. so now that I've been able to make a living and, and do well for myself, the it's, I don't look at it at that anymore. I just try to do the things that I think appeal to me now. You know, I think that's got a, it seems to me that there's got to be more value in that because you'll create more clients doing that. I feel like having to do every style of tattoo is kind of an old way and it's an admirable right. way, but I think it's, it's being lost now because if you do every style of tattoo, you're not going to excel at one. Right. You'll wish you did, you're, you're just, but right. You're, you're just going to kind of be good at, at all of it. Not necessarily spectacular at one. Right. And it's not about covering hours on a shift for a tattoo shop anymore. I'll leave that to the manager to make sure that we all have, you know, like, uh, so you got your realism black and gray day or guy there for that day, you know, and you got your new school guy or just that they're all available to set appointments, really. Right. You know, it shouldn't be, I don't know, in the future, in, in the age we're at now, I don't think that tattooing is having to be, you know, do everything that comes through the door. Right. I think you can specialize for sure. I think I think you can be strong in that. I wonder if um, I often wonder if like Nico Hartado, like I imagine he might have done some some free portraits at one point, but I wonder how long he kept that up. Oh you know? man, I don't know. Like I feel I like know. he probably did. It, it didn't last long. Like for him to actually make it, same as playing up to something. Like you said, Scott honed your skill. It made you play to a higher level. Sure. Um, if I play pool and I play against somebody that sucks, I'll just, you know, I'll start sucking a bit too. But if I right. play against somebody that's really good, my game, it's, even if I lose, my game goes right. up. Right. The same kind of applied to a price of a tattoo. So if I'm doing this portrait for free, all these decisions that I can make are, you know, they're I'm playing, it's fucking free, you know, I'm not playing right. to a high standard. Right. Um, anyways. But if somebody's paying thousands and thousands of dollars for something, then it seems like you've you've got to better right? make it work. Right. You've, you've got to make it worth that value that you put onto it. You're going to have to perform. Sure. Otherwise, man. There you get the action. The old Twitter yeah. account goes crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what are, so Revolt, you're not traveling so much then. You're not jumping on no. the NFTs. You got a TV show in the works, bro? Come on. No, no TV show in the works. No, I just, I'm so stinking booked out. Like right now I'm booked out till 2023. It's the first time in my career that I've ever closed my books. Uh, so nice. my books have been closed since uh, the beginning of the year. And then uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to open them again, probably around May, June to uh, start booking for 2023. But what I'm really trying to do is I'm really trying to take some more time for myself Um because at the current rate that I'm tattooing, like uh, it just, it's really hard. It's wearing you. Yeah. I, I, I really do. I want to be, I, I really want to be inspired again. 
and and so I really want to kind of kind of trim out the stuff that doesn't float my boat inspire and really, you yeah really try to get into yeah. some pieces that I really want to push myself because I do see some fantastic artists that are out there that are doing exactly what they want to do and hmm. I, mean, I don't I don't know them personally I mean maybe they're struggling too but man their fucking work is amazing and yeah. uh to kind of push myself to that next level to to try to attain um some some freedom riches and glory yeah oh some freedom some Some freedom freedom over over your clients or or over the control of your art you mean or some some freedom is to choosing the clients that i really want i have a hard time saying no you know (laughs) right on somebody comes gotten easier for me yeah yeah I, don't yeah, I know people want asshole. a piece of me, but just like, well, I bet that's why you're at the position you are in your shop as well. And you say sure. you want to share. So you get to that position where you're like, I really am not inspired by doing lead me, but I have an artist, you know, I hire him right. because he loves that shit, honestly, you right. know? So I'm going to share on my plate with him. And he sure. knows I love that funky nerdy Marvel universe shit. <laughs> So he's going to send that stuff straight to me. Right. Well, if you got any time in your books. If I got any time in my books. And I appreciate the people that do wait. Like there is some people that, uh, like I just tattooed a guy. I just finished him up that booked in September of last year. And uh, he was just like, man, this is so cool. This is so worth the wait. And I kind of awesome. geeked out on it and everything. And so it's there, there's some fun in, in that too. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to ever get to everybody that wants to get in my chair. And, uh, right. but man, I, I really want to make sure that whoever is in the chair gets kind of like the best of me and not like the, ah, oh, fuck. Well, one oh. way that those people could still have a part of you is if they bought an NFT from a client <laughs> of yours, they got a tattoo. <laughs> right. Just saying it's a possibility. You're saying, so to me, what I hear is my community is too big, Kyle. I'm really having a problem with it. I'm having a problem with my community. <laughs> I well, can't what, spread what, myself out there enough. It sounds like you need to fucking make some NFTs. Right. That's maybe that's what the next step is. But I have to I have to thin my tattooing out enough to get the time in order to do NFTs and still be a father and still yeah. you know be worth How a old damn. are your little I, ones? Uh I, my youngest is 10, my middle son is 15, and my oldest is 16. Oh, they're almost out of the house. My my two oldest are <laughs> almost out of the house, but I still have a little one. So. Oh, ten, well, he's 10 years old, you know? Your, your job's pretty much done. You know what I mean? But you oh, got to no. put him in a seatbelt even anymore. He can put his own seatbelt on, wipe he his own ass. He care of himself. Yeah, he, yeah. he feeds himself. You know, he does good. Yeah. <laughs> Let him walk to school. He'll be <laughs> free range that child. Nice. Um, I'm just kidding, brother. Uh, thanks for coming on. I do need thanks to wrap so up. Much. I should ask you, um, people ask me actually that I should ask, are there any questions that you would want to ask of me? I think my biggest question for you is if you could do it all over again, do you think that if you were given the praise that you were seeking, would you have changed your mind on going after Nunez? Um, yeah, I don't know that it could have ever turned out different. I would like to say I would have chose to um just you know sturdy up i believe if i would have imagined from the beginning that i wasn't going to get any accolade 
I kind of went in there and felt like I was going to get, I don't know, just something more from the judges for being returning. Like, you know, we had kind of, when you came back, did you feel like we're kind of friends? We've been through this thing. Right. Like, how did they treat you on seven and 12? It it was very, it it was, it was harder, I think, because um, I just didn't like, I, I think that what, what they were expecting was me to be better than I was previously. (laughs) And all I was trying to do was try to do the same thing and just try to give them really good tattoos. But I really do feel that returning is, is a hell of a lot harder than going through it the first time. Did you have a a notice around? I mean, I'm only from my own experience. I feel on returning, at, at I think it was my eighth episode that's when I blew up mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken Tattoo Baby was ready to go home on her eighth episode it was right around there you know I, I wonder if there's was was there a middle point where you're like man I'm ready to pack it in or um yeah because on on season seven when I went back I I Christian uh Buck- Buckingham mm-hmm whatever his name is he uh, he um he was working for us and uh i thought going on to the show i was going to have a partner in crime and what i had was like a bigger adversary than scott marshall ever was but not in knew a you intimately he knew me intimately uh-huh yeah. <laughs> so, and could so throw it, it, things it, it, in to fuck your psyche up yeah and, and and he did too there was several times that you know during the during the show that he decided that he was just going to kind of lay it out. Like, this is what I feel you're worth. And, you know, I think that you're a poser and all this other kind of shit. And so from somebody, <laughs> from somebody that never wanted to be on the show anyway, and thought that Joey and I were prima donnas, you know, to go on the show and do exactly what he's been able to do, uh, I think is hypocritical, but, you know, I follow, yeah. I follow for going, sure. going, going on the show, like on season seven, I just found it harder because I do feel that the, the, the pressure was more, it was, it was different, you know, what I, was the production? Like, did it step up and ramp up quite a bit? The production was really crazy because I do feel like, you know, on, on season four, when we were there, like they kept our phones until you mm-hmm. decided to, to, until you decided to fight for us for our phones. And, uh, <laughs> you know, You're welcome. We couldn't talk. No, I, I, I'd love to go into that story at a later time too, but the, um, I know we got around. I even hear your kids wanting their father in the background. Yeah. So I do apologize, but they, that brings us to a good point. Cause we get, we should have you back. on. Go on finish the story to. though, please. Cool. Yeah. So, so just, just going on through season seven, I just feel that it was just, it was harder, but the, the other thing that you had was less ice. Like you, you could talk more freely. You could talk to the judges more from the back lines. You weren't shut up. Uh, okay. There, there was just, there was a little bit more freedom that, that, that was going around. And then when I was on 12, holy crap, like it was, it was a free for all. Like it was <laughs> really? so much better. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy. Is it like these, these kids uh, now I don't feel like they got hazed enough almost just to hear. No. <laughs> they were just these, at the party. They were season they were like, 12 so and 13th. Oh, yeah. wow. they were like, this is so fun. And we're going to talk to the judges and we're going to we're going to say what we want to. And I'm going to dress the way I want to. You know, they I'm didn't sure like edit control. themselves for like the judges. Like I always felt like, 
yeah, you can get t- the, the producers want you to yell at them, but you could and you're going to be beat the fuck up by them about it. So don't. Right. But they were going out there like, no, I can't wait for my chance to have it out with them. Right. Like, well, the, fir- the first time in seven, when I started hearing all these people talking the way they were to the judges, I was like, fuck, we didn't get any of that like on four. Right. Like the, the, the burst that you had with Ashley was probably like the most <laughs> that I heard. But most of the time it was like little murmurs back behind the, you right. know, the, the judges. Right. Like we would. Oh, kind but of the peanut gallery was just opening it up. huh? Oh, it, it, like you suck. And oh, this was a horrible tattoo. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, where, where is this? We are all from? waiting on decorum. Yeah, yeah. We thought we had to talking? wait for microphones. OK. They realized they were already mic'd up. It probably we all probably should have realized and they would have ate it up. I wonder earlier too i wonder yeah. if they would have controlled it they got mad at me for um for sitting down <laughs> that's why i ended up yelling at ashley that i recall <laughs> at least because i was like i'm i'm tired man my feet are hurting we're gonna be here for a while this bitch is going on i just on. thought you were getting the superstar i thought you were just getting the superstar thing because you were the only one that got to sit down <laughs> oh like i was getting superstar treatment no i was just yeah. like i'm going to sit down and i realized from last year that's probably what it is like they had too many people coming back that we're all realizing how some of these things could work it's better just to do shit than right. to ask if you can they're right. always going to tell you no like that's the first response when you ask anything i was like no if i said hey can i grab a stool and sit down they would have been like fuck no no but well, i just, just grabbed did. a stool and sat down <laughs> and i was like no you're gonna have to like i know you're not gonna physically grab me and make me get up they did eventually grab the stool like when i got that's up funny. to kind of give a holler at her they're like reaching in and they're like, okay, there goes the stool. I'm like, hey, you motherfuckers. Now, and that's when I actually turned up. I'm like, you, you know what, Ashley? <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, you know what? Later on after that episode, if I'm mm. not mistaken, they started taking the stools to where there was no stools. Everybody was leaning on the tables at that time after that. See, these are the, it's just the learned things, but that's also <laughs> a control, right? So it's the yeah. learned things of an executive producer. Sure. But that is also a, a control that they found to be a necessity. Sure. But now they have, I don't know. That's where I always, and anyways, I'm always <laughs> looking for the fucking reason that I get to excuse myself for not winning, really. I'm looking for the conspiracy against the poor guy. It's a sad story. I'm playing my violin over here. Um, <laughs> dude, uh, yes. Please have uh, let me have you back on so we can talk about how I was the Jesus Christ martyr for your phone. I guess that's <laughs> I'm on, on Easter Sunday. Wow, I'm really Easter Sunday. Far that's sacrilege, Kyle. Okay, I'm taking that back. But how how I was the um, Jeffrey Figer? Who was I? The who is the lawyer that, that did? I was the Aaron Brockovich for the phone. There you go. I don't know what the fuck I did. I complained. I was the diva that complained. <laughs> enough until they're like god damn it this little whiny bitch give the karen his phone back give um, the karen his phone back i just thought that was funny because you kept on looking at the cameras and they didn't want you to look at the cameras oh is that how i did it yeah because they're like who's, who's, who's going home and you're just like i'll tell you who's going home and then you look right at the camera and you're like you know i think you know whoever it was at the time you know they're going home and they're like no 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 you can't you can't talk into the camera did I ever say, like, well, right. I'm going to have to until I get my phone. <laughs> right. And then that's when they were like, all right, we need to see Kyle downstairs. And then they must have pulled you down there and we're like, what the fuck? So, okay. Right. On. That woman what? got fired after that, too. That which I thought was funny. So that bitch deserved it, man. She, she didn't, you like, know, she didn't get fired, though. They just took made her the line editor. So she controlled oh, our um, 
our production. So really she was giving a control over us because yeah. she became the line. What is it? It's basically the person who's like, yes, we will spend money on that. No, we won't spend money on that. Oh, got you. So who knows how our orders started getting fucked up and like, um, we, we didn't talk about it, but, uh, her, uh, what's her name? She couldn't eat anything, but Lydia couldn't eat anything but rice. They had like no rice, food yeah. for her. Yeah. Candy is my editor. <laughs> and she's telling me, literally, she is telling me, like, Go. I have stayed too long and I have said too much. Candy, I love I look, you. Brother, I, I love you as well. I can't wait to see you again. I hope it's soon, but I uh, so. it will probably be back on here, if not before that. I look forward to having awesome. you. Happy Easter to everybody out there listening to the Kyle program. Thank you so very much for letting me be on today. And uh, <laughs> I'll be blessed. You'll be blessed as well. Take care, brother. Take care, bye. Bye. Bye.